What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Hope everything's going well in your worlds. Hope everyone's staying safe, staying as healthy as they possibly can in this mess. I appreciate you guys tuning in every week. It's crazy times. And uh, spending some of your free time with me in your ear holes means a fucking lot to me. It really does. It really fucking does. We got an awesome show coming up for you. But real quick before we do that, you know, ads, ads, everyone's favorite thing, ads. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of And Now We Drink. The video versions are available on Vimeo ad-free for 99 cents an episode or $6.99 a month. Gets you all 56 episodes that are currently up unlimited. Watch them as much as you want. So check that out today at www.anwd.net slash videos. Once again, that is www.anwd.net slash videos. See the madness in full HD. See how drunk I look sometimes. Eesh. We are also brought to you this week by my Twitch stream. And if you're not aware, during the quarantine, I've started streaming games on Twitch. I've been playing a bunch of stuff. I've been playing with friends. If you play on Xbox or play some PC games, get at me. We can play some shit together. If not, check out the Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Once again, that is twitch.tv slash Slayer. Come hang out in the chat room. Come bullshit. Let's play some games. It'll be fun. And if you have Amazon Prime, do me a favor. Throw me a sub. Every little bit counts in all this shit. Appreciate the hell out of you. And last but not least, we are brought to you by... One of the old school sponsors of the show. I have been talking about Vinyl Me Please for years now. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact, every month, Vinyl Me Please has exclusive vinyl for its members. Things you can't get anywhere else. Things that include bonus tracks, inserts, color variants, and comes packaged with a 12 by 12 album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipe. I know if you're still at home, you got the time to listen to some awesome vinyl. Take advantage. Sign up for Vinyl Me Please today. And Vinyl Me Please isn't like regular month clubs of old. It's month to month. No strings attached. Cancel anytime. So check that out today at www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash ANWD. All right. Well, on with the show. My guest this week is adult performer Jocelyn Jane. She's a Miami-based performer. We had a lot of fun. This podcast goes all over the fucking place. In typical fashion, Jocelyn is an absolute hoot. If you couldn't tell by the almost three-hour runtime on this episode, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you spend some money on her smut. She's good people. So in the meantime, sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. get this rocking and rolling for sure all right well cheers jocelyn thank you for doing this thank you coming yeah. all the way from miami florida should i pour, should I, should I pour a glass of wine It'll if, be that, in a plastic cup. I, if that's what you want to do i support it okay i'm down give me one second no worries 
I can still hear you. Awesome. There we go. Got a little bit of the vino. Yes. It's white wine. All right. Well, let's officially kick this off. Jocelyn, welcome to the show. Thank you for drinking with me today. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> How's life in Miami, Florida right now? It's good. Um, it's Things are going. You know, this quarantine's a little bit inconvenient, but what can you do? I'd rather be alive than the latter, so yeah, here we are. Last I checked, being alive is pretty cool. I, yeah. I enjoy it a bit. You're yeah. Fucking Florida made the news with them reopening the beaches and all that shit. So it's that, and then on top of that, yesterday, everyone was telling me before 5, oh, they're going to open up the parks, they're going to open up the parks, and then they announced at five that they were going to keep the park closed. Then there's the governor saying he's going to open up everything on Monday with, but it's restricted. So I'm like, I don't know <laughs> what to think. Like, there's a disconnect there. So just a little, just a little disconnect. Yeah. It's Florida though. What can, what can I say? Cause they already opened up Georgia. So my whole thing is, they must be feeling the heat of, hey, Georgia opened up. What are you doing? But we haven't reached our peak yet, which is the worst part. Right. And so, Florida has more elderly like per capita than almost any other state. Well, and then when this whole thing was coming to the surface, they all said, I, somebody said in a press conference, I can't remember who it was. Oh, it's all the tourists that brought it here. It's all their fault. Well, that's pointing fingers isn't going to help now. It's too late. <laughs> well, yeah, it's too late. It's there. On top of it, a lot of Florida's economy comes from tourism. So yeah. what, what's your big push to reopen for if there's not going to be tourists for to employ a bunch of people? Like, like how many people in Orlando are employed in the hospitality tourism industry? Yeah. Like, hey, let's reopen Orlando. Oh, hey, we still can't go back to work because they're fuck. Yeah, because everybody and, and what what's what I don't want to happen have happen is that there's another surge. So just stay at home, people. It's not. It's not worth it. No, I don't get it. I mean, I, I just utterly don't get it. But people are going to do what they're going to do. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it's the the thing that's really sad about this whole thing is that people are. So so they're being so aggressive with other people that aren't quote unquote following the guidelines, which is social distancing. Um, somebody was injured, like a, an elderly woman. She was like in her eighties already. She was injured in Queens because somebody was just basically physically assaulted her because she wasn't practicing social distancing. I mean, it's stuff like that or like the acts against, you know, Asians really. Uh, not even Chinese, just Asians in general. And them, I've seen videos of people like following them and spraying Lysol on them. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, right? That's ignorant as hell. Yeah, like that. That's mind-bogglingly ignorant. The thing with the eighty-year-old woman, that's ignorant as hell too. Is like, if she's eighty and can't practice social distancing, go around her. You make the distance. Yeah. She's yeah. fucking eighty. 
Like, you're able-bodied. Oh, God, she got too close to me. Oh, look at that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it. yeah, it's just stuff like that. You're just like, that just breaks your heart more than, like, having to stay in. Yeah. Uh, in the course of human history, we are probably the best off for being stuck at home. Then, think about the people that in 1918 were stuck with the Spanish flu that were quarantined. Like, you had books. Yeah. That's all you had to do. You had books. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I mean, I'm really, I go out, but I'm not like out and about every single day. If I shoot, I usually come home and just hang out. I don't really go out like that. So I'm just like, oh. <laughs> what, what else can I watch on Netflix today? Right, right. <laughs> so you're or still, what can I rewatch? You're still shooting during this? No, but I'm saying like normally. Oh, normally I'm like when we don't have a quarantine. I'm usually you know I'll go shoot and then come home. No, 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 I'm not shooting. And if I am shooting, it's solo things. Yeah, no, yeah, no. strong fans. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not that big of a deal for you. Are you quarantined alone, or you at least got some people to share the house with? I'm alone. Oh. So yeah. Are you better off that way, or are you thinking? A little lonely. I mean, I get a little lonely, but it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, unfortunately, it's beyond your control. You yeah. Know. Hey, I, I have the worst case scenario. I have, I'm quarantined with my roommate, but my roommate spends 95% of the time in his bedroom. So it's like, I'm here by myself, but I'm still here with someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at least there's that. But Yeah, it, it is what it is. And besides Netflix, what else are you doing to entertain yourself and... Um, so I don't know if you're a sports fan, but I've heard of sports before. Yeah. Sports, sports, uh, sports. <laughs> uh, so I love, I don't, have you been watching the Jordan documentary? Mm, I haven't had a chance to yet. No. Okay. I'm, I'm originally from Chicago. I probably am required by law to do it. So yeah, I, it's really good. And uh, it brings up a lot of memories. I didn't really grow up in a very sportsy household, even though my grandfather was a huge sports fan. Uh, he was a Knicks fan. So back when they were still pretty good. So they had Ewing and all the really good players, Starks. Um, but it's so, you're going to love it. I'm not going to ruin it because now that, it's, do they, they do Rodman. They do Rodman in episodes three and four. Nice. Episodes one and two is sort of the setup with Phil Jackson, and they just set the stage for when they were basically followed on the road for what was it, ninety seven through ninety eight, and so they they sort of set the stage for that. And then other characters you know are going to come in, and they talk like so. I, I will definitely check it out. Yeah, Obama's in it. Of course, he is. I don't know why Justin Timberlake said it. I'm dying to figure that out. Yeah, he what has, does he have to do with the Chicago Bulls? Nothing. Is he even from Chicago? No, he's from Memphis. Really? Yeah, I don't know why I knew that off the top of my head. <laughs> That's crazy. He's from the same place from where uh, Three Six Mafia is from. That's crazy. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. from. Yeah, it's either Memphis or Nashville, but I'm pretty sure it's Memphis. Yeah. But yeah, he's from Tennessee. He's got nothing to do with Chicago. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he befriended Rodman. Rodman had a lot of really fa- famous, interesting friends. So maybe we'll figure that out. I actually know 
a girl in the industry who played, she gambled at Scotty Pippen's house. And I was like, how is that? Well, she's she, like, oh, she didn't know. She's not a huge basketball fan. So she didn't really know. And I was like, Pippen, oh my God, Pippen. Right? Like, it's Jordan and Pippen. Those are the, you know, dynasty bowls, really. The rest of them are yeah. kind of there, but. Yeah, I mean, that was when, that was back when, I mean, the Lakers were still a very strong team. They, they've always been very consistent. They're down for a little bit. They're not down for very long. But, you know, that was when the East was still so strong and you had, and it was just so different from today. And the rules were so different. And, you know, the, if you watch old footage, you see them like they'll go up and they'll block, you know, they'll knock the ball out of their hand. That would never happen now. Well, yeah, because some player would take a dive halfway across the court and skid and oh, foul. Yeah. You know, they're really, they're kind of like dramatic. I didn't realize that it was so much like hockey back in the day. I think that's where oh, yeah. I part mean, of the excitement comes from. Part of it was you know, almost like street ball levels at times yeah. versus today. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, like, I, so I'm like, a, I'm a huge Heat fan. And Jimmy Butler, I've seen him play and several times and one of the times i remember he butted heads with someone and i was like oh my god does anyone else see that and he just kept walking but a lot of other people a lot of other players they would they would say something so it's yeah, just so different now i mean i totally get the strategy of like taking the flop and like oh well i get free throws off of your little foul yeah like strategy wise it makes sense but it doesn't make for as entertaining of a game they're long, like it just it drags it on and on, and you're like, okay. I I went to a Pelicans game right before this whole thing happened, and it was like that. It, it took three hours, three and a half hours to get through the whole game. It was, and we were at 19 seconds for like 10 minutes, and you're like, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize I'd come to a football game. Jesus. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's like I might as well have gone to a football game at that point. Are you a Bears fan? I mean, I legally have to say I am. I'm, I, I'll watch football if it's on. I don't go out of my way. I'm not crazy about it. Yeah, that was my favorite skit that Chris Farley did. Oh, the Bears. That was my. I could watch that all day. That was my favorite thing ever. <laughs> that is still very painfully accurate. Southside Chicago, just really. Oh yeah, bunch of guys like. Fucking big old dub bears. I mean, very few people actually have like that ridiculous Southside accent, but the rest of the mentality of it's pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah. Wow. I, I love to say that Chicago is an amazing town to get that in. Oh, yeah. Well, the pizza. I mean, come on. The pizza, the dogs, the beef, you know, the fine dining scene is actually pretty fucking rad there, too. Well, so I haven't been to Chicago. I went to Chicago maybe four or five years ago in the summer, and I didn't really get to experience it that much. And then obviously this year, Exotica Chicago has been postponed. So I haven't been able to go back, but a lot of people say good things about it. It's an amazing town, part of the year. Yeah, I always say, I always say to my friends who live in Chicago, you have 100 days, and that's summertime. That's it. Oh, shit. hundred days. You don't, you don't get a full hundred because there'll be weird temperature dips or just horrible fucking rain or. Yeah. You, know, you might get like 50 or 60. Really? I think, 
Yeah, I think one of my favorite things in Chicago, I don't know if you probably have no idea where this is, but it was, so you, it's a bar and you go in and it's all old school arcade games. Like the whole place is old school arcade games. Oh, uh, I mean, that might be, empor- might be Emporium. Yeah. There, yeah I, mean, I think it was. Yeah, I have a couple of friends that worked, worked there. I don't know if they still do COVID, all that fun shit. But yeah, yeah. that's probably Emporium. We don't have anything like that here anymore. That sucks. We used to have, yeah, we used to have fud rockers, and then it went away. And and even still, if you're like, if you're, you know, I'm 29, so if you're like a fully grown adult woman playing games that children are supposed to be playing, a lot of people will judge you. <laughs> fuck, their, fuck their judgment. That's their problem. You have qu- you have quarters. You can spend them. If the kid wants to step up and play However you, whatever I like. <laughs> exactly. If a kid wants to step up and play you, then he'll put a quarter on the machine and challenge you. Those are the rules of the arcade. Yeah. So. I mean. So where do you live now? I'm in Hollywood, California. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've been. That in explains a- the robe. It's very fancy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's not. By the end of this, I may have to replace it because you know, pretty soon it'll probably be able to stand up on its own. Oh, I have like been stockpiling uh, bathrobes on my wish list. Like I'll just add one every like month or so, just for like good measure. Because <laughs> you never know. Oh shit! I wish I would plan this better. Been like, we should both do this in bathrobes. <laughs> we should match. Right. <laughs> this wasn't planned. I know this was poor planning on my part. I fucked up. <laughs> fucked up yeah your publicist can yell at me about it about the poor planning on my part yeah well i mean i didn't realize the microphone issue so it's the same thing but today i'm actually wearing i approve of the archer shirt yeah yeah are you an archer fan oh fuck yes i'm an archer fan yeah i have i have a phrasing shirt which is really great but then i also i think i have a spluce shirt somewhere around here with pam on it oh that's amazing if it wouldn't I get think- if it wouldn't get you taken down, you should definitely have done a scene in the sploosh shirt. But it's copywritten, so Yeah. You can't I don't think I don't know about that. Like I think if you just want to po- pose in a picture and post it on social media, that's fine. I know girls who have done that, but I don't know about doing a whole scene. In yeah. It. The the minute it becomes hardcore pornography, they're like, nah, nah. Yeah. So, so on the archer front, how yeah. do you feel about them finally going back to like being normal archer after the end of the last season? I think it's time, but I do like it when they stray away and they do something totally different. I've been enjoying these other seasons, but yeah, I'm ready for it to go back to regular old archer. Yeah. Especially what's the, your favorite what's your favorite season? Of the the weird other seasons or like in general? Oh, the weird other seasons, uh, I'd say when they're, when it's Vice, right? Well, I mean, there's, you know, the Treasure Island, the Vice, the, them in space, the Dreamland. They've done like four seasons, four or five seasons of them being in weird other scenarios at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, (laughs) they do change a lot. Makes you think, what kind of psychedelics are they taking? Well, Uh, Adam Reed, the creator of Archer, also did another really weird show before Archer called Frisky Dingo. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've heard of it. Yeah, Frisky Dingo is an odd show. So they have a lot of creativity. 
So they're just running with it. And I think the whole reason they started to do that was the whole ISIS controversy. Because it's like, oh, we can't really call the spy agency ISIS anymore. Yeah. Well, it's funny they say that because I have a Figus agency shirt. Nice. Nice. And I think think you're right. I think that I remember when it, when like five years ago when I was watching reruns i was like they could never do this. they could never say this now but it was before everything had happened and then because they take breaks they're i don't think archer's as bad as rick and morty but rick and morty's like the biggest tease it, rick and morty is the second biggest tease in my opinion do you know what the first is the fucking venture brothers yeah the fucking venture brothers you know the fucking first season of the venture brothers premiered in 2003 and wasn't even in widescreen. It was in 4.3. That's how yeah. long that show has been going on. My brother got me into Venture Brothers. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, but Rick and Morty is just like, really? We could really use another season. Right? I know. I know. And I, it's amazing that they're starting to turn them out a little bit faster. Because originally they were on the same trajectory as the Venture Brothers. The Venture Brothers have done seven seasons t- since 2003. Yeah. And I was looking at the Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, they're on almost the exact same release schedule. Ugh. I'm going to die yeah. before Rick and Morty ends? Fuck. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I just finished Dave. I don't know if you're a Lil Dicky fan. Oh, no. I just watched the last episode like an hour and a half yeah. ago. What would you think of it? The season finale, uh, it was okay. Like I, I enjoyed the show overall. The season, like the season finale episode. Him in jail, him in jail makes me cringe. Yeah, the like that whole bit went on a little too long, in my opinion. Like yeah, for fighting dicks. Yeah, you got a twenty-three minute episode, and what like a quarter of it was spent. I mean, but what about the the episode before with, or the two episodes before? Was it with the diarrhea? It's the episode before. Yeah, the, the episode like, before with the wedding. Yeah. I, I laughed my ass off at that. Like, but when he goes, when he screams, I reinvented diarrhea. You're like, okay. But I've lo- I love Lodicky. He's another one, right? He takes forever to put anything out. But, but what, he makes sure at least that it's really, really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's such good stuff. And I'm, for spoilers for anyone who watches hasn't watched Dave yet, Watch it. It's on Hulu. It's on FX. Fucking watch it. I really hope he gets back together with Allie. I, I thought she was a good character. I liked her a lot. I also, well, and it's they're all friends, so it's going to be weird now. Right? Yeah. But he, I, was, a di- he was a dick to her. Oh, like, no. I, you, I can't, he was on the wrong. He was a dick. Yeah. And I know that she's a kindergarten teacher, but you can't say that shit, man. No. Especially when and, you're off to you know her family wedding, like yeah, it was just I could never. I hope I never get famous enough to where I'm at a point where like people are asking me for photos and I'm like, hey girl, take a picture of me and my fam. Never, like I. It's funny that you say that because at AVN I tried doing that I was like oh do you want to take a selfie and people would be like do you want me to take a picture of you like a an adult I'm like oh okay yeah sure <laughs> but I, I feel weird asking because I'm like who am I but I mean AVN is at least just like the right environment for that yeah 
It's yeah. not like, hey, if you were at a restaurant with your significant other and someone rolled up and like, holy fuck, I am such a big fan, and then like told your you know your partner like, hey, can you take a picture of us? And you're like, cool, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, that it's a, it's all time and place. Yeah, but he's not like I. I'd be interested. I haven't heard anything or haven't read anything because I haven't really researched it, but I haven't, I don't know how true this is to his real life. I would put money that it's not because he's writing it. I mean, he's there with the writing team. I would put money that it's not all that true. I'm sure it's based on some reality, but I would put money that it's exaggerated and it's not as accurate as like it's not you know biographical. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, a guy. Um, Brain is the artist's name. He had to do with a lot of the writing in the show, and I'm sure a lot of other people did too. So, I mean, and the just the ca- the cast of characters that he got on was just crazy. Oh yeah the the rappers he's gotten on that are just like Gunna Young yeah Young Thug Trippy. Yeah, the come on, the one with Trippy and the wooden shirt. <laughs> like, that can't be real. <laughs> and then when Gator, and then when Gator goes, that shit hard. <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But I think the best part of that scene was when the kid goes over. He goes, "You got socks that go with that." <laughs> you got, <laughs> you're like, oh my god. See what I would have liked to have seen out of the season finale is the Breathless Club scene being a little longer. Yeah, because I feel like the long ass prison video at the beginning took away from other stuff that could have been happening in the episode. Yeah, you think they already filmed season two? Uh, I don't think they have. So okay. it may be a long fucking wait because there's no production going on right now. So fuck. Yeah. It may be, you're right. It's going to be crazy. Longer this goes on, more and more cartoons we're going to start seeing. Because cartoons are the only thing that can be fucking made right now. Yeah. Or a lot of people now are just, I hate to say this, but they're just basically like attacking one another for content. Like if you go on YouTube or if, for example, I follow. I, I really like Jeffrey Star just because he's a character. Um, but he has actual launches coming out, and he actually plays with makeup, so he can do reviews and things like that, and that's fine. But I think now a lot of people are going back to other like famous people's videos and just tearing them apart and like dissecting their stories. A lot of people have already been doing that, but I think it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. It- because there's just nothing to do. Like yeah. I, I, I literally, I am sick of the LeBron MJ argument. I'm sick of it. I'm literally, I don't want to see it at all. I think I might mute it actually on Twitter because I'm that fed up with it. It's like it was a different game, right? A different game. And no matter how good Jordan is, no matter how good LeBron is, they may have carried teams. They may have been an integral part of a team. They're not the whole goddamn team. So I always say this. I'm like, there's no I in team. And the, the truth of the matter is, is that in the Jordan documentary, I'm sure you already know this, but 
but a good player isn't going to win you a championship. No. You need two or three different players with Jimmy Butler. It's bam. And they just feed off of each other and they help each other. And then you obviously have other players like Nunn, Robinson who can shoot, you know, you have other players on the team, but they just go back and forth, but they shoot around pretty much the same amount. Right. They make the same amount of points. If, and if you just had, it's, it's exhausting. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's exhausting. Like for, for that, player to constantly be scoring 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 i mean i've seen it they get tired they get fatigued you gotta let someone else take yeah. the floor they're human they end up on the bench they end up injured or if you had a team that is literally just one player hmm, who's getting double coverage you're one fucking yeah. superstar yeah like oh hey no matter how good you are you're not gonna be able to shut down if you don't have they'll be able to shut you down if you don't have support like okay i'm gonna give a perfect example feel Beal's a great player. The Wizards right now are down one great player, and they Beal will score 50 points in a game, but they will still lose. And that's just how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> so It's a team sport. you got to invest in the team. Yeah. You can't just focus on one player because they're not going to take – like I saw Zion, Zion Williamson – finally play and it's insane to watch him i mean in nba for somebody to be 300 pounds in the nfl it's not a big deal defense all day they're 300 350 i mean i watched the draft <laughs> but <laughs> i mean i was looking i was like and then you and it, i remember one guy i can't remember his name he was 365 and they show him jumping from the bottom of the pool to the to whatever it was the walkway whatever you call that and it was four feet and he just he does it like real easy like oh yeah yeah no big deal like you're almost 400 pounds and you could do that that's to me that's insane it's just so agile you know they're just i couldn't do that with no pool i could not make that jump just in jumping definitely not actually so i have a i i can't work out with my trainer now but he gives me workouts and a lot of the leg work that I do are jump squats. And I sent my friend a video. He goes, you're no Jordan. I go, yo. I said, I never tried to say that I was Michael Jordan. Right. I'm just trying to get through these jump squats. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just trying to stay in shape for the camera. Come on, fuck up. Yeah, for sure. I just don't want... I just don't want to see myself and be like, oh, wait, you can, like, there's definitely... You can definitely, like, see a difference. And I was already starting to... Sh- get in better shape before this. So I was like, I'm not going to stop now. Oh yeah. I mean, we're going to see a whole string of like, some people are going to come out of this quarantine, like being a little bigger, a little, a little fluffy on myself included. And then we're definitely going to see some people come out of this. who are like, Jesus Christ, did you just do two a days all day at home? Like you just do prison yeah. workouts. Yeah. The prison. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of prison, I don't think, I think that, my friend texted me the other day. He's like, hey, if you want to steal a street sign, let me know. Because we can't really get arrested right now. I don't think that's accurate. I, I think it has to be that it's a felony, though, actually. So I take that back. Well, <laughs> you mean in Miami, it's a thing. Like, if you any person's room you walk into, it's like, oh, oh, 
Oh, 76 out. Oh, okay. Oh, Brickle. Okay. All right. The fuck were you doing at four in the morning? <laughs> Joint. Yeah. And the, yeah. And one of my friends is like, oh, you, you know, I need two screwdrivers for that. I'm like, fuck. Who the hell drives around with two screwdrivers just looking for street signs? Apparently some people do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, in Miami, it's, it's not a, it's, it's a little rare, but sometimes there won't be a stop sign somewhere where there was supposed to be one. It happens. And yeah. a lot of people don't realize how big fucking stop signs are when you take them down. It's like, oh, this fucking thing's big. Oh. Sorry. No so worries. Much- Here, should I put this on airplane mode? Maybe. I haven't even thought of uh I know. It's okay. it's quarantine. It's like all like, oh wait a minute, people are actually trying to get a hold of me? Fuck. Yeah, that's weird. Especially like flat out phone call. What kind of savages are you hanging with that they don't text first? <sighs> I have like two friends like that and it's re- it really, and it sometimes it fucks up my style because I'm trying to text on different, you know, apps to fans and they're trying to talk and I'm like, no, 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 we need to text. Yeah. <laughs> I have another phone call. Like I run my business from this fucking thing. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing's more frustrating. Like I'm in the middle of a, well, I wouldn't say amazing social media post, but a social media post. I'm like, okay. I got it crafted, just a ring. Like, fuck. God, why are you calling me? Why? Yeah. Why? I'll just, I'll decline the call and do finish my train of thought and then go back and call them. I, I often do that too. I realized that I changed all my, like, you know, when it rings, you can just hit the, like, auto, auto text them back. I set all mine to custom, and I realized that what I thought was funny when I wrote them are a little harsh. Like, <laughs> like what? I'm, now I'm curious. I'm like, you know, in my mind, one of them says, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Text me. And, like, if you just read, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Text me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in my, you know, when I thought about it, I was like, ha, 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 what's wrong with you? Text me. Like, <laughs> LOL. You always put an LOL at the end. Yeah, that, that got softens the blow a little bit. Put an LOL or like a <laughs> you know an emoji with a, its tongue sticking out, like some shit. Like I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm being funny. I'm not. I'm not being a colossal dick about you calling me. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I also realized I have zero professional ones. Like a second ago, one of my clients just called me, and I'm like, oh crap, I can't do an auto one. I had to type one real quick. Like sorry, recording. Uh, yeah. Can't send can't send a professional client like, hey, um, I'm drunk right now. Can't answer the phone because I think that's one of my other ones. Yo, or let me get back to you is a good one. Just short and sweet. Oh yeah, no. I as I said, nothing professional is in all the custom options that I put in. I don't have any of the default ones. So no, I think I only have the default ones. Yeah, I decided to get creative one day and then didn't think about the fact that like. Oh, the people who might be calling me are actual professional contacts that I can't be just silly no, no, with. Yeah. Yeah. A little I'd lack of my, forethought. Yeah, I'd rather my friends be like, yo, what's up with the fancy auto replies than it be business and you just fucked up. Yep, yep. This is just me fucking up. Like, oh, whoops. Yeah. How is it where you are? It's like, is everyone following the social distancing rules? No? Fuck no. Uh, <laughs> LA is just, you got 
super rich entitled people who are like, yeah, we're still going to the fucking beach. And then you also have, I don't know why, but last time I went to the grocery store, motherfuckers are still shopping with like their whole family. Like, why are you bringing your, why are you bringing the whole fucking family to the grocery store? Yeah. Shit's irresponsible. Or more mandatory masks right now. And yeah. you have, I go to the store and I see motherfuckers like, their mask is not covered. Their mask is not covering their nose. I know that was great for the audio audience, but like the the mask is just under their nose, not covering yeah. their nose. Or saw a security guard with like the mask just around his chin, like just not covering his face at all. Like motherfuckers, you're supposed to be protecting me from your garbage coming out of your holes. Yeah. So why the fuck aren't you covering up? It, it it's just it's just wild. How's yeah. it down there in Miami? Just. So it's the same thing. They'll, they'll have the mask and then it's not really that it's they'll take the mask off to talk to someone that they're with and then they'll put it back on. It defeats the fucking purpose. You fucking Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You do know I expel water as I say words. Yeah. So it's it's bad here, too. I mean, and I don't I, I have gloves that I could use. I have ones for um, food prep that a friend of mine gave me who's a chef. Um, and I have like a few actual ones that I should be using that someone gave me for scenes, actually. Like if I wanted to do like a, if I wanted to be like a nurse or something like that. <laughs> well, I don't think gloves are as important just because gloves are really there for to remove cross-contamination because if you end up touching multiple things it's just as bad as you know you're doing it with your bare hands so what i've been doing is i really don't like hand sanitizer a lot because i think that it strips your hands too much and i think that it actually is worse for your immune system i just i'm washing my hands a lot as as much as i can when i'm right there with you i never use hand sanitizer it's like Hey, um, I recognize that there is some good bacteria on my skin. Yeah, there's in a pinch. Like, for example, let's say I'm somewhere and I need to get gas. And then I go back into the car and I want, I'm usually hungry. I'm usually snacking on something. So, <laughs> Or if, if I want to chew a piece of gum or so, if I'm going to put my hands anywhere near my face, I will use hand sanitizer, but I try not to. Fair, fair. See, I, I've gotten paranoid enough when I do go out. Like, the mask doesn't come off until I come back home because it's like, well, if I have gotten anything on the exterior of the mask, if I take the mask off to eat something, then I'm touching it. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I may be fucking overthinking it. I'm not a goddamn scientist. Yeah. it's And that's the problem is that everyone thinks they are. And we're not even getting good advice from them right now. So it's it's... Well, we are getting good advice, but then everybody in the government is just twisting it their own way because they want everything to be open again. And that's just not how it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've said this on a recent podcast that if you want to drink bleach, drink bleach, go ahead, drink as much as you want, please. I mean, don't drink a little, drink a lot of it. I've been, so I, I love memes. I'm like a meme whore, like the biggest meme whore you'll ever meet. And that used to be one of my favorite memes. (laughs) About the Tide Pods and shit? No, not, not earlier than that. It was like, um, if you would, it would be just a bottle of bleach on a plate 
And they'd be like, sure, like, you know, if you're going to drink it, drink it. But this was like, this is an old meme from years ago. Yeah. And then at that point it was funny. Drink the bleach. Yeah. But now it's like, because people are still doing it. Yeah. People are dumb as fuck. But I also feel like if you were dumb enough to drink bleach, you think that it will fucking save your life. Please remove yourself from the fucking gene pool. Yeah. Just do it. Drink as much as you can. They should get a second poison control number just for bleach victims. And when you call it, it just puts you on hold until you die. Yeah. Well, it said, I, I read something that said that um, there are more phone calls to poison control than ever before. Yeah, they like doubled in most markets. Like Some people don't need to be saved. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's natural selection. Right. See, going out and socializing during coronavirus and all that shit isn't natural selection because the problem is you may fucking harm someone who is completely uninvolved. Yeah. On a serious note, like my whole philosophy is I don't give a fuck what you do to yourself. As long as you don't negatively affect other people, live your yeah. life. Do whatever you want. The minute you start affecting, negatively affecting other people, that's a fucking problem. Yeah. And you being irresponsible about this virus and spreading it to someone who's completely innocent is a fucking problem. Yeah, I agree. And people are just being selfish, I think. Yeah, like, oh my god, I'm stuck indoors with running water, food, and central air. Life is so hard, I want to go outside. Yeah. Believe me, I don't enjoy being celibate right now, but I'm not going to die over it. Yeah. I agree with that 125%. That's partly why I wore this shirt, because I was like, just the tip sounds good right about now. Right. Anything. Oh. I've also said this on a couple podcasts before. The minute it's safe to go outside, I'm going to fuck the first person who will let me. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's just like, it's going to be the great, like, let loose into the wild orgy. It's just like, yeah. Down, down. It's funny that you say that because I was talking with a friend of mine and we were talking about how everyone's getting, a lot of people are getting into really good shape now. And I was like, Tinder and all those dating sites are going, it is going to be like so interesting to watch. Just sit there. Oh, it's, it's already interesting. If you're on them right now, like, you know, I, I, I'm not on them. I won't. So I was on them years ago, five years ago, six years ago, before I got into the industry. And then now I'm scared to do it because everyone says that they get deleted immediately. Well, that's the problem. Everyone thinks you're a catfish. Because so many people do catfish with industry performers' photos yeah, and shit. I've never had someone t- come to me and tell me that yet, but I'm sure I, it might be out. I really don't know, but oh, I I accidentally reported one of my friends for as a catfish, like reported and like texted him, like, "Hey, someone's using your fucking pictures for a profile." And she's like, that was me, asshole. I'm like, "Oh, my bad. Whoops. Whoops. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thought I was trying to help." <laughs> That's crazy. But I totally get that. I am on them because I'm not that famous. And, you know, I, I do okay usually. Shit's been blowing up recently. It's just like, holy fuck, people are just, people who normally don't have any problems meeting, people are just like, oh, I'm going on this because I'm fucking bored. Oh, this dude who talks for a living is kind of interesting. Let's see what he's all about. 
Yeah. Have you gotten more fans out of it? Like, do you have more followers now? Because you're like, oh, this is what I do. Follow me. Yeah, my follower numbers have gone up. And I also found that, like, I probably shouldn't be talking to 22, 22-year-old women. Like, it just probably is not a great plan. Yeah. It depends upon the 22-year-old, though. Oh, for sure. But I just matched with a 22-year-old last night. We're like, oh, she's super interesting. She's a professional photographer. She travels the world. Yeah. But then the, the culture is very... Well, it wasn't even the culture. It felt like I was interviewing her because it was just like, oh, I'm asking her about her travels and like where she goes and like just uh, no... She couldn't give it back. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Um, I'm not looking to even online date someone that I'm interviewing. I kind of yeah. do this all the time. So if you want to come on the podcast and talk about it, cool. But this is not how I want to spend my you know drunk moments at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather have a real conversation with you about some shit. I have interesting things to say, and I don't want to just be like, "Well, I do this," because if you're not engaged, fuck that. Yeah, but then yeah, they might be on their phone the whole time, or who knows? Well, I mean, that's just dating and life in general. It's just like, oh, you go out with someone, like, oh, they're, we're both probably gonna be on our phones. It's just how it is. That's so yeah, sad. It- I try. I have an Apple Watch now, so I can just <laughs> really important. So you can sneak it in, like. Yeah, you can just click it. But then usually, you know what? More than half the time, it's just your phone yelling at you to stand up. <laughs> That's re goddamn ridiculous. It's but it, it it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't meet the goals, but I don't really care. Then why don't you just change them in the settings? I could, I could do that. But you like it yelling at you? Just like, oh, I should be working harder? No, like, oh, I should be standing. No, not even like working out. It's not like that serious, but it'll, it, you're supposed to stand once every hour for a minute every hour. You're supposed to stand. Sure. Whatever you say, watch. But the thing is, is that <laughs> I take my watch off a lot. Especially like, I, and I would never wear this in a scene. Like, are you kidding me? No. So like, it, it's like, hey, watch, shut up. You don't know what just happened, right? For for eight hours when I was on set, you have no idea how many times I stood. I did a lot of fucking cardio today. Watch, a yeah. lot of cardio. Shush. Did some squats. <laughs> did some squats. Yeah. 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 Right. Among other things. Exactly. Some head exercises, yeah. Right. My neck's all like, you know, tense now because it worked it so hard. Uh, fuck you, watch. You don't know. Yeah. Go on the internet, exactly. figure it out, watch. <laughs> Do you know who I am now? <laughs> right. Google me, watch. Google me. Yeah. Do you have any idea who I am? Yeah, it's funny. Well, and the, the other thing that I find funny about quarantine is so. I've been growing my bush out for a while now, but now it's even, I was about to get it waxed right before this whole thing happened. And then it just sort of slipped through the cracks. So now it's like, it's, I'm not going to get rid of it. I think it's here to stay for a little bit. Sorry to those who don't like it, but. Oh, I was about to throw a phrasing on the slip through the cracks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had to stop myself there. That would have been appropriate. I know. I just didn't want to cut you off to throw a phrasing in there. It's, the only reason it, it's like, it, ugh, one. Yeah. So it's, it's been interesting. I mean, I'm ready to get back to real life, but it is what it is. 
So okay. are you just going to keep letting it grow and grow? Yeah. So if I, at this point, if I wanted to cut it, to trim it, really, it's like, so I have the top part, right? And then the bottom part shaved. But I have like a significant amount of hair. So it kind of like drags a little bit down. Um, so I, I kind of have like a little bit of a beard going on down there. It's okay. As long as it's so not it's a mullet. Like no, definitely not. And like the sides, like the, you know, where the bikini line is, that's shaved and there's like a little bit more. But at this point, if I really wanted to like trim it, trim it, I'd have to get kitchen shears and cut them first and then shave because it's. <laughs> it's gotten that wild. Yeah. Wow. You are further along than I am. And I thought I was pretty fucking hairy down there right now. Yeah. Well, um, right before this whole thing happened, I shot a scene with my director and he looks at me, he goes, you're really fucking hairy. Did you know that? <laughs> Cause I hadn't shaved the bottom part in like a week. And so it was start, it was all starting to kind of like grow out. And he was like, you know, you need to start labeling your stuff as like hairy pussy because it's really hairy. I was like, okay, I get it. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> real, real cool. Real polite way to mention that. Uh, yeah. 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 But I mean, the thing is, is that it's so rare now, like pretty much everyone is shaved. Well, I, a couple of years ago, the bush was definitely making a comeback. Yeah. I, it's, it's also a lot of work. Like I condition it every single day. I condition it every single day. It's like, it's like my hair. What what kind of you know, bougie quarantine are you doing that you're showering every day? <laughs> so usually I work out every day, so I have to shower. Why? You're there by yourself. Yeah, but I have to do shows and I have to get up all in my uh, business. I'm sure the dudes would be into you. I'm sure the dudes would be into you glistening. Yeah, I think my skin appreciates being cleaned once a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it generally does. I just. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to justify why I'm being a lazy piece of shit. Don't oh, mind. no, you didn't You didn't have to tell on yourself. I don't care. Oh, I know that everyone else is showering like every other day. <laughs> every other day. How, what are you at? If you if you don't mind me asking. Oh, it's... it's uh, I mean, it's, it's probably like... It's either... It's like once a week and then I'll go... Like, oh, once I'm clean again, I'm like, well, okay, maybe I'll go to every other day. And then it's like... Slack, 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 like a week. And then I'm like, oh, God, I smell like death. Uh, I need to. Yes, ladies, I smell like death. Swipe right. <laughs> so it's a little different for you because you guys have a way different climate than we do. I step outside. And not only is my balcony dirt, it's filthy. But it's hot as fuck. So. It, I can't really, I'm, I am filthy by the end of that workout. It's not like, oh, I sweat a little bit. And also I sweat, I'm a, a real bitch. I, I sweat. I'm not like one of those girls like, ah. no, I, I, I yeah. perspirate a little. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm a little. Okay. All right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even sweating. So. No, I, believe me. I, I was stuck in Miami for six months at one point. I know what your guys' weather fucking gets like. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason I didn't take the job that they offered me down there. <laughs> yeah, it's and then too, like today it rained, so it's 
and then all the bugs come out and it's just like and it, the other thing is too is that at night if you're on the ground level and you go outside you were going to get eaten by mosquitoes so you have to put on bug repellent so you're just like you if we went a week it would be like it, it would be, okay us going a week without showering would be the equivalent of being at coachella for four weeks probably or three it, I, it would be yeah we would smell like human trash that's what would happen so hey, if anyone's into it i smell like human trash right now i will bottle it for you i need to make a little extra money if you're into it just stop. hey ladies like musk so you never know yeah <laughs> i mean there's a difference between musk and dead animal yeah i mean, and that's what pubic hair is supposed to do is like trap those you know those pheromones and shit like well it's pretty fucking trapped at the moment so oh yeah yeah if that see that's my whole problem with like the bottom part it's like it traps a lot and it i'd just rather shower than like i don't know no, no, I'm not. I am not knocking you for showering. Like, how dare you shower? What's wrong with you? No, I'm being a lazy piece of shit because I'm like, well, there is zero opportunity for me to get laid. Um, yep, that's pretty much it. But yeah, typical male I, motivation. Like, oh, I'm not going to get laid. It, <laughs> I think the difference between men and women, if I, this is just an observation, is. Men, I feel like, do a lot of things for women. So if a lot of my guy friends, if they're not meeting a girl that night, they won't wear cologne or things like that. I always wear perfume and I always wear lotion. And every other girl I've ever met is like that. That whether or not, whether we're just going out to have a drink or we're going out to meet guy, it doesn't matter. They, they will... They come ready. 100%. (laughs) Fucking girls get dressed to the fucking nines to go to the gay bar specifically to be away from dudes so they can just have a good time. Yeah. Where, like, no. If I'm leaving the house and there's any probability of me being a woman, like, nope. Gonna clean up the beard. Gonna do my hair. Gonna, you know, not be schlubby. Not smell like shit. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just encoded in us. Like, oh, no, no. This is all all in pursuit of women or you know if you're gay all in pursuit of it's all in pursuit of you know partnering up in sex and all that shit not because i'm you know hell gay dudes put more work in than anyone yeah they really they really do i I, good on them exhausting yeah i know between all the like i've joked about this plenty of times like between all the work and the fact that everyone in the relationship has male sex drives, like, how does anything get done? <laughs> oh, I don't really... That's a good question. It's like, why do, why do you guys have time to be all artistic and fucking, you know, change culture? And ah, oh, Good on you. Good on you yeah. for that shit. My favorite at Queer Eye, they're like, there's I love them. I don't know if you watch Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Well, it was called that, and then they changed it. I know. They PC'd it up. Yeah. Yeah, because... mm, I didn't even think of that. Because there has been a lot of controversy of 
men being called out for going after straight men, gay men, go, you know, which I don't care. I mean, do whatever you want, but. Well, the, at the end of the day, like, if, as long as you're not being predatory about it, who cares? Okay, well, that, okay, that goes to another segue, which is the Tiger King. Have you seen the Tiger King? I have. What'd you think of that? Oh my God. Well, <laughs> besides it being a documentary about no one being a good person, no one in that documentary is a good person. Zero good people in that show. What about the one without the arm? I mean, I feel like he was just a victim of circumstance. That's okay. it. Oh, and that's a, that's one of the controversies about that is he identifies as a man and they kept calling him a woman. Yeah. Did so, you see the did you see the, the latest episode? I haven't seen any of the new ones. Okay, so Joel McHale does an update with all of them. Basically insults Jeff to his face, which is very funny. Um, <laughs> it's definitely 10 out of 10 worth watching. <laughs> because you know how, I mean, I loved him in Talk Soup. He, in Community, he was funny, but in Talk Soup, he just... Stole the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he really gets in there and he asks a lot of, I guess, hard questions. But... Um, they, a lot changes. And then also they say, they basically all say that they regret ever meeting Joe. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. I think my, okay, but I think my favorite meme of that, from that series was when he's getting chased by one, when he's getting attacked by one of the tigers and he goes, you goddamn son of a bitch. And it's like, that's the meme is, <laughs> it's so <laughs> or his campaign when he's like, I'm broke as shit. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to dress any different. <laughs> I'm going to dress like this. It's like, okay. It's like, is this, is this where Lil Nas X got it from? That's what I want to know. Did he like go deep into the, in, into the internet and find this? And he's like, no one's going to know. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That's entirely possible. Yeah. I mean, Shaq, he did get some notoriety before the whole thing went down. I mean, I don't know what TV station that was where they featured. Was it on ESPN? I don't know. Well, but it was some big. Last week tonight did a thing on Joe Exotic a couple of years ago. Yeah, but he was in jail already, right? This is before he was in jail. This is oh. like they did a thing on him when he was running for office. <laughs> like so, twenty sixteen. Last week tonight did something on him, so you got he had HBO exposure at that point. Oh, okay. My biggest question about Tiger King was like, is Joe a top or a bottom? Ooh, they never get into that. Like, Ooh. okay, so because mm. it's like, is he topping all these straight boys, or is he like, is he getting? Mm, I think it. Okay, so I think if you're gonna say. I could be totally wrong, but this is like my theory. I think if you're going to say, who knows what happened? For sure. Don't come for me either, please, anyone. I don't mean this in any disrespectful way. I think that because these men were straight or identified as straight, I think he was a power bottom because really it's just a hole. I mean, a, girls have buttholes too. So it, 
you could imagine it being a girl. I don't know. I don't know. Cause then you gotta you're getting it up for another man. Like if you're just taking it, you don't necessarily have to, you know, do much yeah, you don't necessarily have to come, you just gotta get lubed and fucked. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because that's the thing, like getting it up. I've never done math. I've never done math, so I really can't I don't know what goes on, but I do know that it's very popular for you know, but I've heard that it sex is crazy on it, but all right, maybe no math, maybe math is just like here's your fucking erection, and you're just like I need to come. Oh, Joe, yeah. let me come in him, so I'm gonna come in Joe. Maybe I don't know how that all went down. Yeah, well, or did he have women in the room? Did he did he coerce women with the tigers and all those sorts of things? And he always sort of had him had them taken care of in that regard. And he just did whatever he wanted, and they were all just. Smoking meth. Also, was Joe smoking meth at the time? Hmm, maybe. I have so many questions. Right. <laughs> Were they watching porn? Were they watching straight porn like during this? Like what? Yeah. Also, I so most of my friends outside of the industry are are men, and I asked every single one of them, "Do you think it's true that what Joe Exotic said? Where do you watch porn?" Yeah, okay. Do you prefer the type where the girl has the guy has a big dong or a little dong? And when he said bigger, he said, Well, you're not that straight. I don't think I agree with that. Like I most of my guy friends were like, eh, no. You definitely, I mean, you can definitely tell that Richard Man has a huge dick. Whether you're a female or a male, or you like men or you like women, it doesn't you can tell that he has a huge penis. I mean, that's just an objective observation i mean in porn that i am pleasuring myself to i'm looking for a penis that looks somewhat like mine somebody like yeah because i'm like oh, okay that could be me that's what i mean like i think it has more to do with what does your penis look like right like that's i am yeah i'm not into for like i have nothing wrong there is nothing wrong you know within our ir or bbc scenes but it's just like I don't have a big black cock, so that's not what I'm yeah. into. But that's not, yeah, but you're not, I hate to say this, but you're not the demographic, so. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm fine. okay that I'm not the demo. Like, as long as people keep buying it and my friends that have big black cocks keep getting, making money, I don't care. Yeah. I would say, oh, it's like, it's really 50-50 as far as what sells better. If it's a good scene, it's a good scene, and it's going to sell regardless. For sure. And that's the thing. Like, It's just not what my cup of tea for my personal porn viewing. I have zero problems with it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that's the beauty of pornography is there's, there's something for everyone. Exactly. Like, I'm not into facial abuse. I'm not into my taste in porn are pretty fucking vanilla. Like. I'm looking for a boy girl scene with a hot girl. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I obviously I watch porn now for, we call it research. Of course. We don't call it watching porn anymore. Um, but before I started in porn, it was always threesomes, 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 threesomes. And it was always two girls and a guy. Is that what you're into in real life? I do like them in real life. And I do love shooting them too. But and I had had a few, but I just, that was always like my go-to because there's always something going on. If, you know, 
There's never a dull moment in the threesome. So in your real life threesomes, was it always girl, girl, guy, or was it ever two guys? Like, uh, There were attempts at boy, boy, girl, but it's harder because guys get weird about seeing other dudes' penises in real life in front of them. Well, definitely, especially if like one of the dudes is your dude, and then... Yeah. Yeah, we're, dudes get weirdly possessive about that sort of shit. It's, yeah. It, we need more guys to understand. It's like, what, you... You don't want your woman to be pleasured, and if yo know, you're into if you're into that, why wouldn't he want to see you pleasured? Yeah. The other thing is too, right? Is that I hate to say this. I'm sure that your audience already knows this, but like, for first of all, like I can't really do DPS. Yeah, I'm not like to that level. I'm not that advanced. But also, if you're doing a DP, you can feel the other dude's dick. Oh yeah, 100. For sure, 125. percent So it's. When people say, oh, why couldn't he get hard? It's like, do you understand how difficult this is? Like, you have to really, and to really be good at it, you, I think you have to really focus because... Well, for fuck's sake, on a set in real life, you have to really be into it, like, just to have a different mentality to be able to get it up and bang in front of a whole crew, bang yeah. someone that the minute the camera's rolling may have zero chemistry with you so so when i first started um with black patrol that was the year was ir um that was the first series that i started with and we that was my first scene that i ever shot as a mainstream porn actress but what happened was is that these guys were amateurs we finally got a contract and so it was every week or twice a week we'd come in it would be the same crew but just a different guy and so many of them were like oh this is gonna be great i love you know but then we we put the cop uniforms on and we're yelling at you and we're calling you a piece of shit and we're saying that we've seen white guys with bigger dicks and we're saying that this we're calling you fucking names we're calling you homeboy oh all of a sudden can't get hard can't stay hard yeah and it's and it's only when you're in that situation that you're going to know. Oh shit! I can't do this. Well, in all <laughs> honesty, if those dudes' egos weren't writing checks that their body couldn't catch, they'd probably realize it in the first place. Yeah, I mean, so this is a I've told this story before, but it's a great story. So one of the scenes, um, there was another girl. It was me and Maggie Green that were in the series, and then we would sometimes we would have ex, an extra cop and one day we had this cop she was a webcam model blonde big tits i don't even know her name because she was just there one day we do the whole pickup we do everything we get to the sex dude can't even stay hard through one position and he has two other girls to fuck and it's now 6 p.m and we've been there since eight and our director's like, listen, do you want to do this? We'll go home, go to sleep, get your makeup done, finish the sex part of this, go back, do your makeup again, and then you're going to do a whole nother scene on the roof. In Miami Heat, in the cop uniforms, in those boots. Never taking the boots off. And the guy who it took two days to complete the scene he kept saying to my director, how'd I do? How'd I do? 
going over to me and Maggie saying, how'd I do? How'd I do? And Maggie and I are looking at each other and I don't really know what to say. And I'm like, Hey, you know, this isn't school. I'm not going to grade you. You know, I was trying to be nice. Right. My director overhears him and, you know, falls back with the group. He goes, Oh, you, you get a fucking F bro. No one took two days to finish only fucking you get a fucking F get the fuck out of here. And I was like, Oh my God, we just crushed that man's dreams. <laughs> hey, people need to live in reality. I am never going to dunk like Jordan. Yeah. Many, 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 many dudes are never going to be successful as male talent. Yeah. You might have a better chance of dunking like Jordan than being male talent. <laughs> no, there's no fucking reason. Like my audience has heard this a bunch of times. There's a reason that there's only like 20 dudes that actively work. So I say that constantly. I'm like, listen, I'm like there's hundreds of thousands of girls because variety is the spice of life. And all men like all different types of women. But if you get in there and you can't perform, like somebody asked me the other day, it was a guy who's like an OnlyFans guy. He's like an amateur guy. He was like, who do you, who do you like better, J-Mac or this guy? And I was like, who's the professional? Oh, okay. There, there's your answer. I'm, is that really a question? Oh my God, J-Mac 100,000 times. Why do I even have to say it? <laughs> like, Everyone thinks like, oh, because they can fucking private that they can do the job. No. Oh, one, it's, 100% yeah, no. 100% <laughs> no. Like 100, yeah, 200,000% no. Like it's completely different. And then on top of it too, you have the only crews that I know of that are all women are in Cali and it's, it's an all girl set. So there are no men on set. Right. And the thing is, is that when you're, when you've been shooting for a really long time, like my director, when I first started shooting, he screamed out because I was sitting on this guy's face. It was the first scene that I ever did. And I was sitting on this guy's face and a fucking Uber driver drove in to the old bang bros studio <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? I thought this was a close set. What? And I was like, I was just so terrified. It was hot as balls. And we were outside and we were in, we were, you could see us in broad daylight. We were protected by a gate, but you could see through the gate. It wasn't right. like, <laughs> oh, did you do that in the studio? No, we did it like basically in fucking public. And it was all out at that point. <laughs> like, I mean, what I like to tell people is like, do you think you'd be male talent? Hey, can you get it up and fuck that girl that may not be into you while I'm standing over you with a boom mic? I'm going to yeah. be standing, like, you'll hear me breathing how close I'll be to you while you have sex yeah, with someone who's not lean, into you. Yeah, you. a lot of people, they lean on, if it's POV, they're leaning on the director's leg. Right. I mean, you've got to be comfortable with that. And if you're not, then you need to get the fuck out because this right. isn't for you. Yeah. You got to make chemistry with someone who may fucking almost despise you when the camera's not rolling. Yeah. Well, I've, and I've had, it's funny that you say that because I've talked to male talent about that. And they've said, you know, there were girls that they shot with 
and they were like, Hey, can you like at least try to be a little bit into me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this and you're fucking it up. Guess what, bro? Your job is to give a good performance, no matter how little she's into you. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is that look, I think chemistry is super important. And I think that if you can, get around and it's stupid little things it's like oh you look so hot today or like oh your abs look it's just stupid little things that you you do like compliments go a really 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 long way and if you're just if you're just oh you look so oh you smell so good oh your skin feels so soft and you and it's not you you act like you're just about to fuck this person as opposed to you're about to perform a job it's a little bit 100 percent 100% 100% like oh like hey hey instead of like hey how's it going we're fucking today cool yeah yeah, yeah I've heard I've heard of people you know shooting with girls that are divas and they're just like I would never like shoot with her for OnlyFans stuff because there's just no chemistry there oh it definitely happens but at the end of the day if you want to be male talent that's your job you gotta make it look good you are there. Your whole existence is to make yeah. the girl look good. Yeah. I remember there was a there was a guy who was a male talent on Twitter and he like went off one day. And he was like, We make y'all look good. Like y'all treat us like shit. You're so nasty and you're so mean. The truth of the matter is, is that a lot of them, especially so I met a Bella Danger like three years ago. And when I first started, pretty much. And she said to me, she was like, every single person that I shot with when I first started, I fell in love with a little bit. She said it that way. She was like, you know, I just, I felt some type of way about them. And I think that for a lot of people, when they, when they get into the industry, it's the same thing that they, they don't really know how to feel. Oh, I just had amazing sex with this person. Is it, you know, and they feel butterflies in their stomach about it. And they, I I think that a lot of, male talent especially they're out of pocket i think a lot of them are i I remember the first scene i ever did the guy waited for me he basically like waited outside my car to get my number or like followed me to my car i can't remember exactly how it went but it was that is unprofessional as fuck yeah and so it's like if you're gonna it's like listen if you're gonna act unprofessional then what do you expect girls aren't gonna like that fuck no so back to yeah. the, the Bella butterflies thing. Have you ever had butterflies for you know, someone you worked with? Um. Yeah, but at the same time, see, I started when I was twenty six, so I went through that casual sex phase that whole you fall in love with every person that you have sex with that never, I never really, I mean, I, there are, there are, there is talent that I favor that I like that I get along with that I have chemistry with that I love being around and I love hanging out with, but no one that I'm like infatuated with or obsessed with or was obsessed with at the time. No. Cool. Well, and the thing is, is that when I first started, it was all those black patrol scenes and they were rough. I mean, you're talking eight to 12 hours on set on average. And they were, they were hard. I mean, my, you know, and it's also hard to tell if you're into someone, if you're dehumanizing them, I would, I would imagine, I would imagine. I don't know. (laughs) 
I had a few of them reach out to me afterward and, but nothing. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, dudes got to take their shots. That's what dudes do. They do. X's too. <laughs> oh my God. So how many X's have come out of the woodwork since you've gotten in the industry? Five. Five? Six. Five, six? Jesus. Yeah. What have the approaches been like? Um. So one of them, a lot of the time it's just, hey, how you been? Of course. Oh, hey. Hey. But it was, it's never been on my my instagram or anything or any of my social media because i actually i don't answer dms at all on instagram unless i know the person if you dm me i'll answer you but um just a normal person like i'll ignore them solid play that's the way to be well if they really want to get a hold of me they can subscribe to my only (laughs) fans exactly spend that money (laughs) it's a business there's nothing wrong with that Right. Um, so some like that, um, or one of them actually, I was, we weren't really dating, dating, but I was seeing him and he, one day he was like, you've gotten so, you've gotten such a big head cause you're in the industry now and all this stuff. And he would just, he would do things. He would do stupid shit, like cancel plans on me, like 30 minutes before I was supposed to leave. How often, how long did you put up with that shit? Um, not very long. And then one day, I don't know, we just got into it and I was like, fuck you. And what I do is I just block everyone. Like I, I block their numbers. And so he tried to pop up on my Instagram and I was like, not having it. Well, and obviously he's not getting the point of like, Oh, Hey, blocked you on everything. That means I need space, bro. Yeah. Oh, and then, so I have another ex who is, like, a very toxic piece of shit, um, and he lives in Miami, and he was at Exotica this year, so he emailed me. He's been emailing me back and forth for years now, and... Why is it back and he, forth if he's a toxic piece of shit? Why? Uh, well, so, based, I haven't messaged him since probably, like, November of last year, Okay, but basically he would... He tr- he kept like trying to talk to me, and I was like, "Dude, just like let it go. I really don't want to talk to you. I really just can we just be at peace? The fact that like just stop emailing me." And he just wouldn't stop. And then he finally brought it up, like, "Oh, I've been following your career." He put it really creepy too, and I was <laughs> he said it really creepy, and I was like, "Okay." And he was like, "I saw you at Exotica last year in Miami, but I didn't say anything." And so. I showed I'm really good friends with Sarah J's security guy. So I showed him his picture and I was like, don't let this guy in. And if you do, if he gets in, throw him out. <laughs> Next year. So yeah, it's like, it's been, Oh, well. And then the other thing that you have to worry about is like, I'm not, listen, I don't sit here and try to pretend that I'm a big deal. Like some of your other guests that you've had on, you know, they've won awards and things like that. I'm not at that level yet, but I have had locals blow up my spot to my friends. And I've had to explain to my friends, oh, hey, yeah, I wasn't just a webcam model. This is what I did. So like people you consider friends don't know? Some like it. Well, they all know now. Okay. 
when it when it first started you know i've been doing this for almost four years so when i first started doing it no not everyone knew because not all my friends that i have now were in my life we we went through i had my best friend he he went through something he had a baby mama and she was like she like followed all of his friends on facebook and we thought it was kind of weird so we were like okay she seems possessive we're gonna give him a little bit of space and so that was the friend where the bartender came up to his baby mama and was like, how do you know that guy and that girl? And he was like, she's in my top favorite on Pornhub. I, I know who she is. She's one of my favorite girls. And she was like freaked out. Yeah. Oh, he that- tried to, and then later the, the, the same waiter tried to DM me on Instagram and say, Hey, we met a few times. Do you remember me? And I was like, I, I almost want, I didn't respond. And I was like, Lord, this man has a lot of balls. That's the one thing about men in my, they have gigantic balls. I got to give it to them. It's a lot of the Cuban machismo going on. Even if they're not Cuban, it's like they just have this, they're like, fuck it. It's the culture down there. It is. Like, shoot your shot. All 2020. It's been like that since forever. Shoot your shot, whatever. There are a lot of DM slides coming your way. Like, people just be like, yo. Oh, well, not only that, but now you have athletes, right? They're bored at home. I'm not going to name names. No, please don't. Because they're, they're, it's nobody important at all. But it's like these athletes that you're like, what are you doing? Why are you DMing me? Because they need some validation. You think that's what it is? I think it's definitely part of it. Because you think about it, it's like, okay, the world says you are hot because you are whatever rank. I don't, sorry, I don't know your Pornhub rank off the top of my head. Neither do I. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But, yeah. I'm too busy getting high and watching Archer. Sorry. <laughs> Those are the proper priorities. Those are exactly, absolutely the proper priorities. Exactly, exactly. But you're whatever rank on Pornhub. So the world says this is you know where you belong. That you are this hot and like it does something good for the ego to be like yeah. Number five hundred on Pornhub says you know is into me. Look at that shit. That's right. Look at that validation. Yeah. But those are also the same dudes that if you actually did get involved with them, the minute you went back to work would start to freak out. Yeah. Well, they're never, you know, I always say this. I'm like, you know, I'm a home, I hate to say this, but I'm holding out for a starter. I'm not going to take a bench warmer. I'm sorry. If I'm going to go for it, you know, like. Well, I, I honestly feel like least in my personal experience, what I've seen over the years is if you do go for that starter, enjoy your time. It won't be serious because people at that tier can't deal with the bloat of their ego that you're going to go back to work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I've watched. And I'm not saying I'm ever going to get there either, but. You might. You never know. Don't, 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 don't write yourself off. You never know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not at this point. I'm like, oh, look at. I, I always look them up. You know, I always look up their contract. I'm like, okay, what's this guy about? What does he do? Where did he come from? Who does he know? When? When? What? What round draft pick was he? Stuff like that. And, uh, and it's always like that's kind of messed up that you're you're validating them on the validation of their league, saying like, oh yeah, you're the, that draft pick. Like, it's kind of messed up. A little messed up. A little messed up. A little messed up. Well, the thing is, is that a lot of them just want to talk, and I don't really have time for that. So, not for free. Exactly. 
And that's what the, that's why they're usually ignored. As you it's should. Because, yeah, it's not be it, it's it's more based on like time and okay, is this a good use of my time or not? Is this well, it's it's amazing how many rich motherfuckers are like, I expect shit for free because I'm famous or I'm rich. Like, no, motherfucker, yeah. you have more resources. You should be spending more to prove to me that you're worth my time. Yeah, I've heard some of the worst stories I've heard are about rappers. I mean, for sure. Like, they always have a posse, too. So it's always like they're rolling five, ten deep. Well, I honestly think it's just... A rich and famous thing like rich and famous people are like so many people are just trying to suck their dick like metaphorically all the time that yeah, they just I mean, come to expect it yeah like rod like rodman says that it's what's well, an interview on oprah he says men and women proposition me all the time yeah <laughs> it's, just, it's gonna happen it, so one hundred percent will. Well, but yeah, but I think it's I think it fucks with them that it's they come to you and then you you don't respond back. Oh, one hundred percent. When you're in like even because even if you're a bench warmer in a major league, you're still at the top of the game. You are still elite. If you've made it to even the bench warmer status, you are an elite athlete. You may not be in the top one percent, but you're definitely in the top ten. That's you, true. You know. You probably were the star at your fucking high school. You may not have been the star at your college, but you were probably the star at the high school level. You've been at the top of the game or near it for a a very long while. You probably used to people just throwing that shit at you. Yeah, but this isn't high school anymore. (laughs) Yeah, but it's hard for people to realize that shit sometimes. It is difficult for people to like make that disconnect like, oh yeah, I'm not top of the food chain. And Either way, even if fucking LeBron came calling, it doesn't fucking matter if he's not opening up that goddamn wallet. Yeah, exactly. Cool, LeBron. Uh, I have pain. I have this trucker who's willing to spend thousands of dollars on me. What are you trying to do? You're just trying to talk to me because you're LeBron James? Don't care. Yeah. A lot of them too, like they've they've been like, oh, if I don't answer the message and I leave it in there, they'll be like, oh, you don't want to talk to me? Do you know who I am? <laughs> Can you imagine if I did that to someone else? Just I kind of want to do that to fuck around. Maybe one day if I if I'm in the mood, I'll just troll a few people and be like, hey, do you know who the fuck I am? Why don't you answer me? Come on now. I that is the saddest response possible because it's either one or two answers. Like, yes, I know who you are, and don't care. <laughs> or B, I don't know who you are. You're obviously not that famous. Right? Like, how do you want me to answer that, bro? Yeah. Like, I shouldn't, I hate to say it, but like, one of my friends was like, yo, you shouldn't have to Google them. You should just know who they are. Exactly. One of the most repugnant things I could ever see is someone say to me, well, Google me. No. Either you're famous or you're not. Yeah. See, I... I was raised, my parents, my grandfather, my grandparents lived in New York. So I went to New York city a fair amount when I was a kid. And my mom would always say, we saw a few famous people here and there in the city. And my mom would say, don't go up to them. You're going to be like everyone else. This is why they come to New York city. So that people don't give a fuck who they are. 
don't be that person who comes up to them. Don't be a loser. That's basically what it was. My mom was like, don't be a fucking loser. Don't go up to them. Don't make a scene. Just be cool. Be easy. Yeah. 100%. So. It's really easy to forget that these are people too. Yeah. I And I, I've always known that because I started way older than everyone else. And I was 26. So in porn years, that's like pretty old. It's, it's, it's MILF. Insta MILF. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so it, I always realize that. And I always, I always have given performers their space. Like I'm, I'm sometimes I'm almost a little too shy. Yeah. You can't do like, yeah. People are like, you're blushing. It's embarrassing yourself. You know that you're part of the industry too, Jocelyn. You can like go up to them and say hi. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, even if you weren't part of the industry, as long as you're respectful, you can still say fucking hi. Yeah. So. And that's, it's the balancing. I feel like, Time, place, how you approach. I get, but, I get butterflies. I would say I get butterflies like before I meet a girl I've been a fan of forever. Like when I met Gia Page, I definitely got butterflies. But I wasn't, I wasn't like texting her all the time after. I just, it was like a very special moment for me. <laughs> Who else are you big fans of? Who else is like? Um, I love Katrina Jade. I'm a huge fan of hers. I'm trying to think who else. Kendra Lost, I like a lot. Uh, Phoenix Marie, I met in Vegas, and I love her. I've always loved her. Every a lot of people say that um, I remind them of Phoenix because I'm taller. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm five nine, so which is Amazonian in porn world. Yeah, because all the men are like my height or shorter, pretty much shorter. 100% 100% shorter. Believe me. You know, I've been around a while, and the thing that most blew my mind when I started you know, working in the industry is that I'm taller than Evan Stone. How tall are you? I'm 5'10". I'm not, like, fucking giant, but, you know, I'm taller than Evan. Yeah. And Evan, uh, who else? I mean, there are some taller ones, but they're not, they're like six, two. Right. No one's, no one's huge for the most part. And And I I grew up and I grew up in a house where my dad's six, four, I have cousins that are six, five. And so when I, when I was in school, actually all the time, I I would look at a guy that was six feet and I'd be like, you're short. And be like, what do you mean? I'm short. I'm six feet. And I'm like, well, compared to what I see every day. Yeah, you are short. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I've gotten over that though. I don't mind dating a man or being with a man that's shorter than me. I think that men have a bigger problem with it than women do. Yeah. It, it, especially, it's an ego thing. Especially like if you're my height, it's just like, I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but like dudes that are about my height are a little bit taller. They're just like, no, I can't have a woman. If you're 5'3", you're just like, no, I did women that are taller than me. Yeah, because you have to. I mean. Exactly. But. With the Evan thing, the, what blew my mind is because, like, you know, I grew up watching porn in the 90s, and they shot, used to shoot him like he was fucking Triple H. Like, you know, fucking musk, he was ripped as fuck, and, like, the fact that I was talking to him just blew. But did they ever, I'm trying to think, because I, I haven't, listen, Evan Stone, I mean, you talk about late nights, softcore porn. I mean, he was, like, the king. Oh, yeah. Him, Mary Carey. I'm trying to like, the, those are really the only two names that stick out right now. But I mean, Evan Stone, I mean, I saw, I watched him growing up and I don't ever remember 
him being next to the girls so that there either could there was never really like a size comparison because we're all the same height laying down right for sure but i never saw i i it never said oh wow he's so much shorter than the girls and the girls are always wearing heels so they're usually very tall well already the average you know, the average female height is like what five two five three i thought it was five four in the states but i could be wrong Okay, but somewhere it's not like five seven is the average. Yeah, you know five four, a hundred pounds soaking wet. It's a lot of tiny people. Yeah, I look huge next to so many of them too. Like when I wear heels, it's <laughs> looking like D Wade coming out. <laughs> <laughs> like I have some heels where I'm six four. Do you ever feel self conscious about that? Um. I did in the beginning because everyone stares at you, but now I'm just kind of used to it. And nobody bothers me. That's the great part. Fuck yeah. Is that nobody wants to catch these hands. <laughs> <laughs> so I, no one's ever bothered me. No girl's ever. I mean, and in Miami, especially, you say that women in porn are tiny women in miami are tiny period end of story i mean you know you're talking five feet oh yeah in heels yeah women in miami are tiny and built like cartoons yeah because they got the mm -hmm, they got the big fake wonky tits (laughs) yeah 100 when i was down there like uh i want to say the dolphin mall was like the first time i ever saw girls like just at the fucking mall well like the Mini skirts with the the circles cut out on the sides. I'm like, I only see those on set. People wear these in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Miami. Yeah. In in Miami, you get, I get so many ideas for scenes just watching what people wear. Like for scene outfits, it's like I can't believe that they're walking around wearing that. It's like Coachella. Miami's kind of like it's like Coachella, but like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I always thought Miami was much more clubby than like a concert. That was always my impression. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like pushing the envelope, like wearing clothing that is like ridiculous, like where where the hell would you wear that? Things like that. But yeah, you're right. It's more the clubby atmosphere. But it's like that twenty. I mean, you'll see ass cheeks twenty four seven. Oh, I know. To really say, yeah, I know, and titties and. Yeah, just tiny micro mini skirts. This is like okay. This is uh, yeah. this is Miami. It's yeah. It's a weird place. It's a fucking weird place. I mean, LA. LA is sort of like that, but not. Having being stuck in both. I mean, I don't consider myself stuck in LA. I love living in LA. Having being stuck in Miami for on multiple occasions, Miami is a totally different beast. Yeah. Also, I'm biased because Miami had like no fucking good rock and roll bars. But oh, you never went to Churchill's? Oh, I went to Churchill's. I was dumb enough to get curry at Churchill's. Oh, ooh! <laughs> but I was in Miami in 2012, so yeah, it's way it's very different now. Really? I heard Churchill's I mean, closed down. Yeah, it did. And everything is like the rock. There are no rock and roll bars really left. There were like a few, 
but yeah, I mean, that I, whole I, sort of like native feel to it—it's kind of gone. Yeah, it bums me out. I know there were a couple spots up in Fort Lauderdale, but Miami proper is like Churchill's was it. Yeah, that was it. Like that, mm-hmm. and now it's gone. No, I, and I like Churchill's. I mean, it was great. Churchill's was in like Little Haiti. It was like in kind of a sketchy neighborhood, which added to the vibe. Yeah, for sure. Because you still have the guys saying, hey, hey, give me some money and I, I won't break into your car. Did you have guys like that around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, then, yeah. That still happens. Like That happens at clubs now. Not surprising. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, I won't break into your car. Look, it's a rental, dude. There's nothing valuable in there. Fucking break away. Don't care. Yeah. And did they ever break into your car? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, little, little Haiti is, I don't know, it's hit or miss. Well, I, I think, honestly, they didn't break into my car because I was such like nonchalant about it. Like, dude, it's a rental, and there's nothing in there, so I don't care. Yeah. And if you get insurance, then? my The company I was working for at the time was paying for the rental. Like, it was oh. on, my, on my corporate card. They could have said it on fire, oh. but like, whatevs. Yeah. So that doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> matter at all. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm gonna go get drunk and don't care. Yeah. Ooh, you had curry. Ooh, ooh. I'm sorry. I I survived it, obviously. Yeah. Are you a better man? <laughs> Did uh, you come out a better man? <laughs> I'm not sure I came out a better man. I may have come out a couple pounds lighter after being on the toilet for a while. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those drunk decisions, like I'm in Churchill's. On a like on a weeknight for metal night, and I'm just kind oh, of. Oh, you're a metal fan. Okay. Yep. Just maybe, 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 maybe. I know Pantera. That's it. My metal is not. It's all good. It's all good. I'm not trying. I'm not here to convert the masses. <laughs> but yeah, I was. I imagine though, if you're really angry, it helps a lot. I was really angry. I'm not really angry anymore, but. Unfortunately, I'm stuck with the stage name, so I'm not really. Yeah, is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, it was what's a, a good stage name anyway? Whatever one you can market. Exactly. I mean, Matt Slayer is my shitty high school nickname because I was the kid who wore Slayer shirts all the time. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. How did that come to be? Oh, look at you asking me the stereotypical porn questions. <laughs> Yes, Matt Slayer is my shitty high school nickname. I'm trying to engage here. I'm, try, I'm no, trying I, to not be like a 22-year-old. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate the fuck out. It makes for much better podcasting when you know we're having a conversation instead of just you know going you the guest going yeah, 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 no, yeah. Well, and I also I always I always try to research a little bit before. Like, oh no, I, I listen to. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh no! I I researched a little bit. Like I, I watched a few of your podcasts. I don't really know that much about you, like personally, but I've watched a few of your podcasts. So well, which episodes did you decide to dive into? Okay, Aria Carson, because I know her. Okay. I shot with her. That's a recent Coming one. You, yeah. Um. Who else? Charlotte and Will. Okay. Someone else, too, that wasn't in the industry, but it was before the quarantine happened, so it was in your studio. That's not helpful. (laughs) 
Here, wait, I'll tell you right now. Okay, I'm, I'm curious. Alex Ludovico? Oh, okay. He's a rapper friend of mine. Oh, okay. And I've never heard of him, that's why I was like... Yeah, he, he, sorry, he's know. up and coming here in LA. Oh, okay. Every time Alex does the show, it gets pretty fucking drunk. So you Yeah, I'm not I'm not very drunk right now. It's okay. I feel I'm I'm disappointed in myself, mostly. Well, if you want to get more wine, <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you. Okay, let me get one more glass. Okay. Just bring the whole bottle. Just bring the whole bottle. You don't have to drive anywhere. Look at me being a bad influence. Just telling the guests like, Oh yeah, kill a whole bottle of wine. It's fine. Won't do you any harm. It's good for you even. Good for you. I I'm probably going to pour myself some more whiskey. Oh, she brought the whole bottle. Fuck yeah. I brought the bottle because I wanted to show it. What do we got? I like it. What do we uh, got? It's Pinot, Pinot Grigio. Albert Boxler. Nice. 2016. Well, you couldn't hear me when I was telling the audience. Like, I was just trying to convince her to bring the whole bottle because you don't have to drive anywhere. Yeah. It's like, if you get too drunk, all you got to do is fall backwards, it looks like. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. <laughs> See, that that's honestly what I feel like is missing from doing these shows remotely is like kind of the party vibe of this. Because when we do yeah. it in the studio, it, it gets a little crazy sometimes. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, like, what do you usually go through? Like a bottle or like what? I mean, it depends on the guest. 100%. Yeah. As I like to say, this is a self-service show. So I will drink like, you know, this is how much I put into me already. That's not a lot. It's 94 proof. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> it, it's A, 94 proof, and B, I feel I'm still pretty coherent. So, Yeah. Well, I'm you're... A, yeah. I, I think I'm doing I'm okay. Not, I'm not a very good... I don't drink enough to be... Well, you have all this quarantine time to practice. What happens when you do keto and you work out is you get drunk like that. You're like the cheapest date ever. So like one drink and you're like, whoa. <laughs> Note to self, I got to start dating more girls on keto. <laughs> just update my, update my Tinder. Be like, yo, you on keto? You must be on keto. Swipe also, right. Also, another thing, another thing that you need to always, you should always ask a woman is, do you like mushrooms? Why is that? Because mushrooms pretty much kind of look like a penis in a lot of ways. And if a girl is not down with mushrooms, then why would she be down with sucking your dick? Or be, or why would she be any good at it? Every girl that I know that sucks dick well eats mushrooms. <laughs> I must go out into the field and research. Yeah, and come back with your findings. Exactly. <laughs> this needs to be peer-reviewed. I need to inquire about their mushroom consumption and their head giving skills. Absolutely. And I will research this for the next couple of years. And we will come back. Get back to me in 2022, ABN. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Out of this many girls that ate mushrooms, this many gave good head. I mean, I got to write a whole formula. Yeah. There's some maybe if you if you want to do a PowerPoint presentation, that's fine with me too. I'm down. Whatever. Oh, I'm gonna contact AVN and try to give a presentation as part of the conference. Like <laughs> science in this bitch. 
There we go. See, I was hoping you were talking about psilocybin mushrooms because obviously I want to date women who are into those. That too. Those two. Yeah. I mean, I think both. I think if we're if we're really gonna, I can't really get any right now, but I really wish I could because what the fuck else am I gonna do? Right. I have a little bit sitting in my apartment, and I'm just like, when do I want to do these? <laughs> Yeah, but then it's like, what do you go out and do? Do you go, I mean, you could go into the forest and the woods, but I don't know. If I'm tripping, the last thing I'm thinking about is social distancing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that's the last thing I want to do. And I have a, it's funny that you say that because I have a bunch of like e pills. I don't want, I have no desire to do them because. What am I going to do? Sit there and touch myself? It's weird. Yeah, E is the last <laughs> thing you want to do by yourself. At least with like mushrooms, I could like throw on a weird movie and like kind of do it that way. Yeah. But E is. I agree. E is all about you know being a little touchy feely and. I have a friend who's been doing that. He's been texting me. He's like, "Yo, I've been like taking E like once a week," and I'm like, "Why?" Boredom, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm like, "What do you do?" I, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to know. <laughs> Take that back. that's what he's doing on e for the audio audience i just made a masturbation hand gesture because <laughs> i you know i sometimes forget that some people are only listening to this but yeah he is probably beating his meat like it owes him money yeah <laughs> for sure see um yeah, so I, I really liked Arya's podcast a lot. She's funny. She's oh, yeah, she's, she's a blast. That was an absolute fun show. Like, absolutely bummed that we didn't get to do that one in person. But we will, assuming we both survive this. Yeah. Where's your studio? Hollywood. Well, five feet that way. Oh, okay. We recorded in my apartment. I just set it up. and. It look, the reason why I asked is it looks like... A studio. Like I have a professional show or something? Oh my god. Oh my god, you're a real professional? Holy shit. Yeah, I've been doing this for years or something. <laughs> oh, about time I made it look professional, fuck. Right. Yeah, we'll have Ariane in person, like Charlotte and Will, like and that's the what bumps me out is like all of those shows were all booked like to be in person and then we can't. Yeah. Uh normally normally my audience is, knows that I actually don't do remote shows. I refuse to do them under normal circumstances. Yeah. Whiskey's kicking in. <laughs> Can't spell. Can't spell with my mouth. <laughs> under normal circumstances, I don't do remote shows because as much as I'm having a fucking blast right now with you, think of how much more fun this would be if we were drinking in person. Yeah. Exactly. I would try. I would definitely try your whiskey. I was going to say, I'm not... So when I was in high school... I drank Jack Daniels and I would, every time I drank Jack Daniels, I would black out and I get really angry. So I decided that for, it would just be good for humankind if I didn't drink whiskey. But if I'm there, I'm definitely going to put some in my mouth. Awesome. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you punch me, you wouldn't be the first guest to punch me. So really? Oh yeah. I've told this story on air before, but Definitely had a guest where an episode did not air who punched me right in the fucking head, so. Why? Because you asked, like, uh, a serious question? What happened? Um, so, we were actually drinking this type of bourbon, Elijah Craig, which is 94 proof. Jesus. He, like, don't give me that. I can't. 
I'll bring my I'll, I'll bring my pussy whiskey. I'll bring a pussy whiskey. It's tonight. actually very smooth for ninety four proof. Very smooth. Okay. But we killed a whole bottle in the first hour of the show between the two of us. Like we opened it on air and that 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 size. Uh huh. Lord. And he was pretty drunk. We took a break for you know piss, whatever, and he was just like, you know, make me sound cool, right? I'm like, of course, man. He's like, good, because otherwise I'll kill you. I'm like, whatever you say, man. He's like, no, look at me, look at you. I can kick your ass. I'm like, I'm sure you can, man. Whatever you say. And he just stands up and punches me in the head. Oh wow. Yeah. Was it a guy in in porn? No, it's actually a um, very famous mainstream actor's son. Oh. Okay, that makes sense. Told the story on another episode. Go back to the Robert Dean Travis Keller episode. I tell that story in full details. Jesus. Yeah, there was a whole to do. Men? Yeah, the whole thing with men. A lot of people ask me that, actually. That's one of the common questions that I get is, has anyone ever tried to fight you? And I'm like, listen. I'm like... Because I started as a cop, right? And so some people to this day actually think I'm a real cop. So when I talk about smoking weed or like if I take a video and I'm like smoking a vape or whatever, people are like, or 420. Somebody was like, do you even smoke weed? And I was like, you must be new here. Because clearly, (laughs) clearly, it's pretty obvious. Do these people think... Arnold Schwarzenegger is a robot from the future. Like <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, and I and I've even had some fans like bless their little hearts, like on Skype, and they're like, "Hey, like, I don't mean to sound really stupid, but did you used to be a cop?" And I'm like, "I like that question better because I could have retired or gotten fired after your first scene because that's yeah. <laughs> that's really what would have happened. <laughs> you would have been a cop for all of one scene, and then they'd be like, yeah. uh, out." <laughs> yeah." And it's funny that you say that because every time, if there's like an event that we go to or like ever since this has started, because what happened was that when I first came out, like three months into it, that's when people started making all these memes about me and Maggie. And it's like, oh, you know, the only cops I trust and things like that. And so I have like at least five, six memes that constantly circulate social media. And you know, people are always like, how did you get people to do that? I'm like, I don't know. It just took on a cult following. It's like, it's like Sandlot. I can't explain it. It was also a great movie, but you know what I mean? Like it had a cult following of people that are like Rocky Horror Picture Show, just people, you know, they loved it. And I can't explain it. I was in the right place at the right time. And something and, connected. Yeah. And I was also, I think I was born to play that role. I think, if you've probably never seen any of my scenes, but I just, I'm so fucking mean. I mean, I'm just, and, and the thing is, is that I basically modeled everything that I did after basically watched a lot of cops. And then also I took my own experiences and stories that I'd heard from my friends and I sort of turned it into this monster that we refer to as officer Jane today. I mean, that's basically what it is. Like at one point I spit on a guy and I wasn't supposed to, it wasn't in the script. And my director was like, why'd you do that? 
it, it just felt right. <laughs> it felt in character for me. Are you questioning yeah. my methods? Yeah, and, I, and I'm never one of those people that's like, oh, I'm bigger and better than you. I just, I do in the moment what I feel like doing. And sometimes it's not politically correct. I don't think anything part of that series is politically correct. So I think you're okay there. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> comparing to your, your on-screen persona being, you know, alpha and dominant, how's that compared to your real life? Um, I would say... I'm more alpha and dominant now than I used to be. I think that playing that character in porn sort of unleashed this other side of me where I'm a cancer. So I'm very, I'm sensitive and I'm, I'm sort of, I can be dismissive. If, if it, if it's fight versus flight, I'm just going to leave. Cause I, I, I can't be bothered. <laughs> I have better things to do. <laughs> Fair enough. And the truth of the matter is, is that I would say that I'm a little bit more passive in my personal life, but that's because I've surrounded myself with people that I completely trust. And I had to wean a lot of people out. It's good. But, yeah. So I'm much more like, I'll, if I'm talking to my friend on the phone and there's like static, I'll be like, what the fuck is that? What is that noise? What are you doing? What are you doing? You mean you meet? It's okay. You can call me back. But stuff like that, I'm a little bit more forward than I used to be. But I think it's funny because when people meet me in real life, they're like, oh, I thought you were going to be a bitch. I thought you were going to be mean. I thought you were going to be nasty. I thought you were, were going to have this ego. And I'm like, no, I bleed just like you. I have to eat, sleep. I, I'm human, like everyone else, right? Right. And so I think that it kind of shocks people that I'm, and I'm, and I always. A talented to, actress? Oh my God, it's shocking that you could play a role. Res- <laughs> Mind blown. Mind fucking blown. And it, yeah. And, and I think even people in the industry that I've met, they're like, I think it's so crazy that you're on camera persona is is so different from how you are in real life because you're really not that way you know you're not mean you're not nasty you're not borderline racist you know so it's like for me i mean listen before this whole quarantine happened i said to sarah j's bodyguard i said you better get ready i said when bobby schmerta gets out and announces his first Concert, we're there in a fucking heart. Don't even try. We're going to see Bobby Shmurda. Put it on your calendar now because I don't care. Um, and it's like a lot of people expect me to be this like country, almost backwoods type person. Don't they know you got to go north <laughs> in Florida to be in the south? Exactly. I say that all the time. I say that all the time because when I was a kid, Speaking of quote unquote hardships, but every summer I go to sleepaway camp and talk about North Carolina. Well, it wasn't that hot, but you had no AC, no running AC at all. And so to me, like when hurricanes happen and people don't have power, I'm like, ah, not a big deal. Just buy a fan. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) Fuck it. Um, So... I remember when we would drive through Florida and you would see more and more Confederate flags as you would, 
you know, go more south. I remember saying to my mom, why do all these people have the Confederate flag here? My mom said, because they can't get over a war that they lost over 200 years ago. They can't get over losing it. They they didn't even lose it. No one they've ever met lost it. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Yeah, I know I do. Yeah. So she was like, you know, they're just they're just racist pieces of shit, basically. That's what she would explain it to me when I was, you know, six or seven or whatever it was. <laughs> so, yeah, and that, that's the thing is that in Miami, growing up, you know, my parents they speak Spanish and Portuguese. So, and everyone growing up, they were mixed. You know, they were, you know, they were half black, half white or Latin black or whatever it was. It was sort of like for someone when I hear. I've heard my friends say, oh, well, I was looking through the comments and someone said something like, oh, you know, I know that she says the N word like in real life. And they're like, I, that couldn't be further from the truth. Like, you're really not that type of person, but because you played this character, they think that you're this fucking monster. <laughs> it just means that you're fucking doing a good job of the acting. Yeah. And it, and when, when that started happening, when people like three or four months into it, my friends were like, yo, we are so proud of you. Like, I think one of my friends started crying and he was like, I just wanted to let you know that you're doing such a good job. <laughs> I was like, Okay. In popular entertainment, I, I feel like it's only porn stars and pro wrestlers that people believe that their gimmicks are real. No one ever goes up to Ray Fiennes and be like, you're a Nazi because you played one in Schindler's List. Yeah. But people will roll up to adult performers or fucking pro wrestlers and be like, oh, you are what you pers- portray you are on screen. Yeah. Um, I... Th- I, that's so hard. I'm not really sure why. I think it's because, and the thing is that I have so much respect for pro wrestlers. I I didn't really watch pro wrestling as a kid, but I mean, Hulk mania was everywhere, so it couldn't really be ignored. And so they are as much athletes as they are actors, and. I remember watching stuff behind the scenes. There were like different shows that they put out on MTV where, you know, people would, they were trying out to be. Oh, uh, tough enough. Yeah. And you see, they're like, listen, you have to create a character. You have to build a character and it has to be different from how you really are in real life. Oh yeah. And I think that's one of the main things in porn is like, I'm, I portray this like very, tough mean and like now i'm kind of like a bully mom i'm like a mean mom like take your dick out take your dick out (laughs) how many people lose their erection immediately when you do that to them i don't say it like that i say it more sexy but (laughs) you you want to say it like that though you want to just yell at people to take their dick out um i do like as a joke and then usually they laugh and then I'm like, okay, okay, let me get serious. And then I do. Take your dick out. Yeah, take your dick out for me. Please take your dick out for me. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a tip. 
we're on brand here today. I see that. It's, it's, we're on brand. Um, but yeah, I've had, and, and I, and then too, there are people that will never get it. And that's the other thing too, is that I don't ever entertain anyone. People who say, oh, you're a whore, you're disgusting, you're this, you're that, you're racist, oh, this. I just mute them and blah. I don't even respond. Because what's the point? 100%. I say this to people all the time. It's like, you should not lose any sleep over the judgment of people you don't know. Because you have no idea what that person's background, education, intelligence level is. You're going to be personally bothered by someone who fucking drools on themselves. Yeah. Their fucking opinion. Fuck them. I think, yeah, I think the last time I responded to something, I was like out. I was feeling like I was feeling some type of way. I was like probably a little bit high. And I had shot with this guy and he always wears condoms. And because he's not really an industry guy. And <laughs> one guy said, oh, you were smart to wrap it up. And I said, I get tested every two weeks, mouth breather. And I just left it at that. Just left it at that. And I was like, sip on that. Oh. <laughs> Every, and every Maggie started, like that's fucking hilarious. Like I'm just like I I pick and choose my battles. If I feel like acting out at the time, I will. But usually, I mean, you've got to real. I have to be in a mood, but to want to fight back. At the end of the day, that's for your own satis- That's for your own satisfaction. That is not because this dude really got an emotional response out of you. It's just like, oh no, I feel like fucking with this dude. No, today I have the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, and yeah, and the thing is, is that the crazy thing is, is that you know now, it it's funny because it's sort of like you saying me saying something as me as Jocelyn Jane, people will back me up, and so it's sort of like I I can see it on the other side. I because but the, the thing is, is that before I ever did porn, was ever in the industry, I would never do half the shit that people on social media do, like saying. Beyonce's, you know, Beyonce sucks or just whatever, whatever the fuck you want to say, or this artist sucks. But if I don't like them, then I'm not going to bother with them, but I'm not going to tweet about it or make a fuss about it. I have better things to do with my time. Exactly. Exactly. So it's when people, you know, come at you like that, it says a lot more about them than it does about you. Yeah. Or, okay. For example, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, and sorry. I, I got to go. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, touche. But the thing, and the thing is, is that I have friends, you know, I'm a Heat fan. I have friends from all over the country. And a little bit of rivalry is fun and fine, but it's, come on. Like I had an Eagles fan comment on one of my pictures and he was like, oh, you're a Cowboys fan? Gross. And I was like, you know what? The toxicity in Philly, I get it. But at the end of the day, you're it's a sports, it's a game. It's a game that you're not even actually playing. Like That's what I mean. Yeah, we won the Super Bowl. Motherfucker, I didn't see you out of that field. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, and it's like, come on. Yeah. It's like it's all it like, and we can have little rivalries and it's funny, like to say, you know what you did. Oh, I'm going to leave. You know, I get it. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to not hang out with someone or talk to someone because they're on another team. That's just stupid. In my opinion, 100%, especially because they're not on that team. They're not on <laughs> yeah, that fucking you're not team playing for them. Yeah. Or, you know, it's funny when like, you know, athletes have been messaging me for a while. 
But when I, when they first started messaging me, I would troll them. See, I think what you should start doing is when athletes slide into the DMs, you should respond and be like, let me see that dick. And just start collecting athlete dick pics. I'd probably make a lot of money. <laughs> you should. Cause just be like, like no, nah, girl, be like, you've seen all of me. That's why you're here. Let me see that dick. Yeah. Just start getting a collage of athlete dick pics. You could turn that shit into fine art. You don't even have to say which athlete the dick belongs to. Just a collage of dick pics from professional athletes. Yeah. And then, and then too, you could be like, okay, what sport do you think they play? <laughs> Put the sport to the dick. Oh, my God. That's yeah. amazing. That is fucking amazing. It would be like, I don't know. What, what do you call it? Pictionary, but with penises. Yeah. <laughs> See? Where, I had one today. He messaged me. He was like, "What's your Snapchat?" I was like, "Oh no, honey. Oh no. You can watch me on Pornhub. I'm not going to give you my Snapchat just so you can whatever." <laughs> I'm so, I'm telling you. From now on, the response got to be, "Let me see that dick." All right, that's it. Just cold. It's done. I, yeah. I'll probably do it right now. All right. <laughs> Minute we get off air, be like, "Yo, let me see that dick." Yeah. Oh, you, you want my Snapchat? Let me see that dick. But the, but so this guy is like, so here's the thing, like porn kind of fucked me up, right? Because when you're, you know, in society, it's always, oh, how big are your hands? How big are your, how big are your feet? That, I want to dispel any miss, has nothing to do with the size of a man's penis. I can tell you that firsthand. Fucking all. His height, anything, nothing. Oh, no. Well, the height... Definitely, anyone who watches porn should know that because all the porn, all the porn talent with giant dicks are like five, five, six, five, seven. They're all skinny little dudes, and I can tell you firsthand, I have big fucking hands. I have an average dick. Yeah. So. I mean, I didn't know that. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. I'm just like, I'm not a, I'm not ashamed that I have an average penis. What's you average? Five six. Of t- height or girth or. Penis. Yeah, five six. Just uh, <laughs> uh, I believe the American average is five point seven five. I want to say. Oh, okay, so six. Yeah, five and yeah, five and three quarters or six around. There. I round up. Okay. So, well, I, I'm hope that all my former partners did as well. <laughs> I'm sure they did. They, they did, but. At the end of the day, it's, it's, I'm not like, you know, it's not slapping my knee as I walk around, but I have big fucking hands. Yeah. So it, to me, like when I see an athlete, I'm like, okay, like they're, you know, six, three, they may have an average size dick. That's something to write home about. Right. Well, <laughs> at the end of the day, like I've talked about this on air multiple times. Like I am very happy with having an average size dick because first and foremost, if you've got a giant fucking hog, there are definitely some people who are just like, nope, that's not going inside me. Yeah. Also, two, remember, it's all about blood flow. So the bigger your penis, the more blood flow you have to have to your penis at all times, right? So you're going to be losing blood that's going to other areas. Oh, like maybe your brain, your feet, other places. So it's, it's, ha- it's harder. The bigger you are, the harder it is for you to stay hard. For sure. I mean, I really enjoy when I'm rock hard and can't feel my feet. It's kind of my kink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. It, it does. But 
Well, on, on top of that, you know, if you have a giant fucking hog, as I said, people may not want to be in there. You say hog? I love that. Yeah. I'm old. I can say hog. Oh, look at her killing the bottle. Killing the bottle for the audio audience. I mean, we have nowhere to go. Speak for yourself. I have places I can go. Risk. You mean to your bedroom? (laughs) Jesus Christ. She's in Miami and she's already trying to get me in my bedroom. What the fuck is up with this? I start talking. Where do you have to go? I start talking about dicks and she's like, to your bedroom? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see how it is. Completely derailed my thought on. No. As I said, like, I'm happy with my average penis. Too big's a problem. Too small's a problem. Mm-hmm. You're just right. It, it works out. Goldie Cox. Yeah. Goldie Cox. <laughs> it works out. It, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure there are some people I've been with who were like, nah, that was okay. I'm sure there's people that I've been with who was like, holy fuck, that, would, that hurt. You know, it's happened because everyone's built differently. Like, yeah. there's, there's big vaginas, there's small vaginas. That's, no, it's not big versus small. It's shallow well, versus uh, deep. It's still big versus small. It's just how you... No, because a fat pussy is a fat pussy. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not, be... I'm not talking about your labia majora. <laughs> oh, look at me using actual fucking scientific terms. Wow, look at you. Yeah. All right. All right. No, I'm talking about the innards. I'm talking about your guts, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Well, also, too, what you have to remember is, like, it all has to do with, maybe not. Oh, no. Hmm? How big a girl is. Like, if she's a thicker girl and she has, like, because really, it's just, if a girl has a small waist, you know, there's only so much penis that she can fit inside of her before it starts to hurt. But some girls can take it a lot better than others. I definitely know some girls that are into like having their fucking service fucking beat like this. Yeah, it can, honestly, I kind of like it a little bit, but like you gotta like you gotta like tap it gently. Just like you're else, like you're playing yeah. a drum. Just yeah, because I can't. I'll get into like I'll start making demonic faces, and no one wants to see that on camera. So someone's into it. Come on, it's porn. Someone is fucking into it. There's a market for that. There is a market. <laughs> no matter what you're into, there's a market for it. I mean, if other things weren't going well for me at the moment, I might have started an OnlyFans probably for the dudes because somebody would be into it. Really? I mean, I haven't, and I'm making money elsewhere, thankfully. But, you know, this, this hairy chest, someone's probably in, you know, some dudes are probably into, so. Yeah, well, I think, a, I think it, it mm, yeah. Because <laughs> I think, I, because I think that all men, right? It's what we talked about earlier. You want to see a guy with more or less the same size penis that you have. You want to see a guy with more or less the same type build you have that looks like you. Right. I don't know why there's not more fat male talent. A majority of America's obese. Um, because they get shit for it. Like we get shit for it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Very. Yeah, like for a very long time, I I've like gotten more toned and fitter in the past year but like for a very long time it was like okay no 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 you need to lose like 15 pounds or 20 pounds and like come back to us like your stomach you know did that bother you like how how did that affect you um it kind of bothered me but not really because 
I have been, I started in Black Patrol. I was like, first of all, I was pale as fuck. I hadn't seen the sun in like six years. Pale as fuck. I was like a fucking vampire coming in. Everyone loved that. I was like a little bit thicker. People like that. Then I lost a little bit of weight. People like that too. I have fans in, my fans love me, I think, regardless. They, some might not, but I think that it was never really a question of, oh, am I not going to be able to survive in the industry because I've gained a few pounds? That was never an issue because after Black Patrol, I basically started my ManyVids account and I've been pretty successful on there. So I haven't really had to worry about, oh, is this company going to shoot me or not? I, I've been led to believe by some media outlets that you're outright killing it on the ManyVids front. Am I? <laughs> I've, been, I've been led to believe. I've been led to believe that I mean, I rumor has it. Rumor has it. <laughs> I don't have access to your bank statement, so I cannot confirm or deny. But yeah. I've been led I'm to believe. The, I'm in the top 100 right now on many vids, and I think out of like 3.5 million girls, uh, I want to say like a 75,000. But see, the other thing is too. Well, listen. Thank you. I take your compliment. Thank you so much. <laughs> But at the same time, I've been consistent. I've worked really hard. I've tried to put out a video once a week. Um, I try to do contests and things like that. And I try to just you know, spice it up. And I think that a lot of girls, there are a lot of girls on there that are in porn, that are porn stars that don't do that well. And for me, it was sort of like, I never really had an agent. I fire my agent, like, the second or third scene on contract because she was getting money and I was doing all the work and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to pay you anymore. I just, I can't do it. I'm not going to give you a cut when I just almost fainted. No, definitely not. (laughs) So it, it, for me, it was sort of like, I've always sort of made it on my own. And I, and from the beginning, from the get go, um, I was told that I was never going to be successful in porn actually for sure. Who the fuck told you that? So I was, and you don't know the story. Okay. Well, even if I do, my audience doesn't. So basically I started in porn as an extra. I was an, I was a talking extra. I was in a scene with Nina L and Sean Lawless as an extra. And I was also in a scene, I think it was digital playground with, I think Ricky Johnson and I can't remember. It's Chrissy something. She's blonde. Pretty. Not helpful. Yeah. That's <laughs> blonde like attractive girls million. in porn. Oh my God. Blonde <laughs> attractive girls in porn. Uh, 400 million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so basically my agent for the extra work one day he asked me, he was like, Hey, if you ever want to do, you know, main work, just send me your nudes and I'll send them to to agencies. So I sent him all my stuff, all my pictures. And, you know, first, and I didn't figure out lighting. Also, by the way, this lighting right now is brought to you by yours truly. I've like figured lighting out since. For the audio audience, Jocelyn has much better (laughs) lighting than I do right now. Also, because I didn't bother to set up lighting. I mean, it's sitting right here. I have two box lights on me and a big studio light. I mean, I have, <laughs> I have this and another light that I could have put on me. I just am like, 
That's a webcam show. Like, mm, yeah. No one, no one is really <laughs> turning in to see me at the end well, of the no, day. It's funny that you say that, but I, when Charlotte or I can't, no, it was um, Kate Kennedy when she said, "Oh, the lighting." in your studio sucks. I was like, all right, now I gotta bring the heat. <laughs> I gotta make the studio like I'm I wanna be like super lit up. <laughs> oh I'm glad I'm glad you saw that clip. The, the, I love that clip. <laughs> Cause it's so true. Like I now you know ne- I never thought about it before I got into porn. But now you tr- try to take a selfie you're like, oh wow the lighting in here sucks. So I just usually have one of these. That I try, I literally travel with it everywhere I go. I have it in my bag. Nice. And I just, oh, okay, yeah, no, I want to take a selfie. Okay, cool. For the audio audience, that was a <laughs> tiny, tiny ring light. Yeah, it's like travel size. You can buy it on Amazon for like less than fifteen bucks. Well, Kate so. will never let me live it down. But in the <laughs> ideal world, when people are in the studio, I try to light them better than me because, well, at the end of the day, I know who people are coming here for. Yeah. At least who they're coming to see. Yeah. So I. So we got sidetracked from my story. So we basically. Did? The agent, yeah, we did. <laughs> the whiskey's kicking in, huh? <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so basically, he got my pictures. I sent them to him. No response. Then the next, a few days later, a week later, I had to be an extra in a movie. And I didn't have my second form of ID. This is like at seven in the morning, mind you. And I'm not a morning person at all. So I say, listen, I can't get my second form of ID. My parents have it, blah, 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 whatever. And he goes off on me. You're fat. You have saggy tits. No one ever wants to see you in a porno. You're fucking disgusting. Like, literally goes in. Goes in. And I'm just like, and I'm sitting here. And I'm still half asleep. And I'm like, what is this asshole doing? Like, see, and the thing with me is I can forgive you, but to an extent. No, that's if unforgivable. Have, yeah. It, for him to say that sort of thing to me, oh, and by the way, he was like a 350-pound man. So it's like, imagine Jabba the Hutt telling you you need to lose some weight. Well, at the end of the day, <laughs> your agent works for you. You don't work for yeah. your agent. So yeah. imagine... In any, any environment, your employee starting to insult you on any level. Yeah. Because that's, that's what your fucking agent he, is. Exactly, yeah. And so when he, when he said that to me, I was just like, okay. So fast forward to like three months, four months later, when I was on contract with Black Patrol and everything was going really great, he walks into the studio and he says, hey, Jocelyn, do you remember me? I said, please get away from me. Please get away from me. I can't with you. <laughs> I really can't with you. Because you literally now are only coming to me because I'm on contract. And what he really wanted to do was he wanted to use me as an extra after my contract was over. And I told him, listen, at this point, it's kind of beneath me. It's not that extra work is bad. It's not that it's, it's fun. But at the same time, I was a main porn star 
on contract and then all of a sudden you want to bring me in now and use me as an extra on other scenes no like well, I can at the end of the day you shouldn't be more money at home 100 on top of that there's no reason you should be paying an agency fee to be a fucking extra yeah i wasn't he wasn't he wasn't asking for for money from that but it, it was too so basically that that agent was never involved in black patrol. I had a friend who knew these two agents himself and he said, Hey, I know another agent that wants you to go to a casting call at bang bros on Friday. Can you make it? And that's how that whole thing started. It was two completely separate agents. Okay. It wasn't the same agent, but still, an, still. an extra agent is weird. It's weird. Yeah. To me. And it, it's weird. And it's like how why are you gonna come at me like that? Like you don't need to make you don't need to make it that serious. It's I'm an extra. Like Right. And at the end of the day, how fragile is your ego that you have to insult your looks with yeah. like when you're like upset about something like Yeah. And I said that to him, you know, I'm not like I'm not perfect. I'm not always the most professional human being on the face of the planet, but I know you show up to this podcast in an archer shirt. How dare you? <laughs> How dare actually, you? Actually, I, I talked to my PR guy yesterday and he said, that shirt's perfect. <laughs> it is. I'm just being, a, I'm, I'm just being an ass. I don't, I don't know if I would have come in the studio wearing this. It depends upon how my abs looked that day, but I may or may not have worn this type of shirt. I think I definitely wouldn't have shown up in a bathrobe if you were in <laughs> studio. So I, I would have put on pants if you were coming in studio. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm wearing pants though. Well, aren't you fancy? Pants. Look at look at Miss Fancy Pants over there. I'm not. I can't. It's, look at it's see, not that. The, nope, it's nope, like... nope, 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 no pants. <laughs> see, that's just. It's quarantine life. Things have see, changed. See, look at that sexy bear content for someone. Someone would have paid me good money for that. I just put my feet up on camera. Oh, no, but there's a dirty foot fetish. Don't see what I mean is. See, I'm just giving away gold. Word. I'm giving away gold. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, Jocelyn. You actually owe me $4.99 for that foot shot. What's your cash app? All right. <laughs> do that shit off air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, I like, but so for basically for me, when people are like, "Oh, how did, did you ever see yourself as a porn star?" Ever, at all? Not at all. At all. I was sort of like the tomboy who got along with guys really well, who girls generally generally didn't really like. Um, and so I was basically, I was the youngest, I have an older brother. And instead of like playing with Barbies and doing things that doing my makeup and doing things that normal girls did, well, I was getting drowned in the pool in the backyard by my brother. (laughs) So I had to learn how to fight back. And I never, I, I, I played roller hockey. I played soccer. I was on the crew team. I was never one of those girls that was like, oh, I broke a nail. Never one of those types of girls. So I never saw myself as 
a porn star because to me they were just like they seemed just so glamorous and i just never saw myself as this glamorous and now that you're in the industry yeah. you're like it's all facade it's all facade yeah or like the funny thing is is that it so sometimes if i post stuff when i post stuff on instagram the most responses i get or like when i wear a jersey like i have a biggie jersey i have a biggie small jersey and I, so many people in this are like holy shit where'd you get that or i have like space a bunch of space jam jerseys that i love wearing nice and they're like what the fuck that's so cool like where'd you get those and i'm just like yeah because i mean i could buy a slip in six seconds that's easy but i don't know i just I never in Miami too, you have to understand. So when you talk about, you have to go to go South, you have to go North in Florida. So when I was like 13, um, I already had like size D tits. Right. And I'm walking around walking my dog and I was followed by workers for like half a mile. I don't really know how, they they left i i think they just were uninterested and they walked away i don't even have a cell phone on me and so for me when people are like oh well you like the attention i'm like to an extent if i'm with a group of people and i want to be looked at then yeah but if i'm alone at home depot and i'm trying to buy something i don't want to be bothered no i don't think anyone wants to be like hey i'm just going to a restaurant oh, hey, I have to worry about being sexually assaulted yeah. just because of how I look. And so I think I just sort of like, I just sort of reverted back to, okay, yeah, no, basketball jersey, big shirt, no one, you know, you can't recognize me, you don't know. All my friends are like, you realize that when you put a dad hat on and a fucking jersey on that we still know who you, everybody still knows who you are. And I'm like, yeah, but it makes me feel a little bit better. Right. It's your fucking safety blanket. You're like, oh, I, I feel so comfortable here. Yeah. And then too, you know, I've never, I've never really had anyone come up to me, like not at a convention, but you know, I've had people ask me, well, what would you do? And I think that I love fucking with people. So I think that I would just be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't speak English. But in plain English. Or, oh, I'm wrong girl. Because when I was in college, all my friends would send me videos and they'd be like, yo, this girl looks just like you. She looks just like you. And they never really looked just like me, but they had blonde hair and big tits and a fat ass, so it kind of worked. And so I'm like, I get that, but at the same time, you know, Sarah J, who's a good friend of mine, she, she told me this over a year ago. We had a meeting. She said, listen. She said, you do not look like... Not, she said, 90% of girls look the same. She said, you do not look like 90% of girls. She said, you're tall, you're blonde. She said, you have a very distinct facial structure she said you are going to get recognized whether you like it or not you're going to have to prepare for this and the thing is is that i think that people do recognize me but because officer jane was such a bitch they're like i don't want to go up to her i don't want that smoke well i i think that's part of it i also think that because you're not a five foot four hundred pound soaking wet girl it's like oh oh 
I can't just be dude and dominant because you're, you know, a lot. You're not a large woman by any stretch of the imagination, but you're not. Yeah. You're I'm not tall. You're tall. I'm a big, yeah, we always say I'm a big bitch. I'll say that. Right. I. Your words. You're a big bitch. Yeah. So, you know, dudes might be like, oh, oh I can't just be you know, aggressive because you're a big bitch. <laughs> yeah. And it's not really like I won't fight back or anything like that. I'll just Don't tell like, them that. No, okay. <laughs> Jocelyn will cut you. Don't fuck with her. She'll cut. She's from Miami. She'll cut you. I usually, well, I, you know, usually I have a knife on me. See, I knew. Because I, <laughs> of Miami, I know. It's, yeah, but the thing is that, like, I, I lived in, I lived abroad. I lived in Argentina for like nine months and I never had a, never even needed a weapon. I was doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing, going out at times I wasn't supposed to be going out. And my friend was like, listen. How are you going to drop that you lived in Argentina on me, like, this late in the show? Like, <laughs> you know, we're already, like, over normal time already. And, like, you're going to drop living abroad on me now? What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, woman? I guess we have to do it for the next show. Oh, I, okay. Twist my arm. You're fine. You want to come back on? Sure. We'll, we'll do if that. You have that many, if you have that many people, if you have, like, a waiting list, then don't mind me. I do and I don't. I'm, oh, look. Hey, I'm the executive producer. I get to choose who comes on the show. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see with the views. For sure. Well, if the, I mean, and it, if the, if I don't get the views and you don't get the traffic that you wanted, then I understand. And we'll just look at that all in self-deprecating. Oh, this has been fun. <laughs> but but oh, I can't believe you just dropped two and a half hours and you're like, yep, lived in Argentina. What the fuck? Yeah, for nine months. Yeah, I was in an uh, exchange program. I want to hear all about this shit. Like, <laughs> I guess you didn't get to gauge that from the, the shows you listen to, but like, travel's a big thing for me. So, okay. So, like, I'm always um, done with travel stories. So, I loved it. Like, I loved every second of it. I don't know if I want to go back right now. Well, I mean, going anywhere right now is probably not a great plan. Yeah, but especially there. I think it would be easier. I think I would stand out a little bit more. I always kind of consider that now. Like I always sort of think, okay, where can I blend in? And just be me. America, Germany. <laughs> Sweden, Norway. <laughs> Sweden, Norway. The Netherlands. I'm, I'm just like, where do big bitches? A, vi- a Viking ship. <laughs> yeah. Where do big bitches get a, just get ignored? <laughs> It's usually not many places because, yeah. I mean, I yeah, so um, I would get... So in Argentina, it was super interesting because I'm basically the size of the average Argentine male. So no one ever messed with me, ever confronted me. No one ever tried to rob me. And, and gringos would get robbed all the time but for me it was sort of like i could pull off being argentine because they have a lot argentines are basically they're kind of like americans and they hit a lot of nazis so a tall blonde girl might be german exactly like you never know (laughs) so so for me it was sort of like and then um my parents at the time were living in uruguay 
And we had um, a cleaning lady that would come to the house every day and we became really good friends with her. And we went out one night. I went out one night with her daughter and her friend. And the nightclubs over there, they don't open till like midnight one. So you take a nap, you like get ready, whatever. And so we go out to this club in Uruguay. And at that time, my Spanish wasn't that great. And also the club was extremely loud. And so a guy comes over to the cleaning lady's daughter and she goes, he goes, is she mute? Like, I, I don't, <laughs> is she, she, she can't speak or is she deaf? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And so sometimes too, when people say, oh, what do you do when people recognize you? I say, oh, I pretend that I'm mute or deaf. Because I mean, it, it works in Uruguay, so it should work in the States. It works most places. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah, no. no. I, I did something somewhere <laughs> in Japan where when you get in a certain district, if you get off the train, like Nigerian hype men will try to get you to go to clubs. Yeah. But they'll speak to you in English because they see a white face and they're just like, oh, you speak English. And in the worst American accent, it's like, no habla inglés. And these guys will look at you like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. No habla inglés and just keep walking. Yeah. That's so funny. So the and the other thing in Argentina was is like, you know, Argentine men, Latin men in general are very I mean, this happened to me a few years ago when I was preparing for a hurricane. But I went into Home Depot. I mean, my hair my hair was not brushed. It, I was a mess. Okay, I was not presentable, but I went in to see if I could find some wood to board up my apartment with. And I go in and, and this old man is like, Oh, and when I say old man, he's like white. He looks like Santa Claus. I mean, he was completely white. He was over the age of 55. He said, Oh, I princessa. I'm like, what? I'm like, we're preparing for a hurricane here. And you're over here trying to hit on ladies. Hey, don't worry. COVID's kill- <laughs> COVID killed that guy. So you don't have to worry about him no more. Yeah, so I remember in Argentina, um, one of one of the things is I remember like walking down the street and there was a, there was a much older man who said he said something to me. Oh, you're so pretty. I eres tan bonita. And then two blocks down, there was a kid that could not have been older than 16 years old saying saying something to me. So it was like it was just what like did 16 year old say. You got to remember constant. Oh, I think I blocked it out because I was like, was I, I get I get weirded out when people under the age of 18 find me attractive because I was like, I, I used to tutor and they would, my students would hit on me all the time. And I so just, you're dropping all these stories all late. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> fucking like, oh yeah. Yeah, just had to fend away advances of fucking minors just down that I used to tutor. <laughs> oh, by the way, Matt, I'm wicked smart. I used to tutor kids. And I, you know, I lived in Argentina. I like I went to GW. I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> people graduate and aren't wicked smart. Don't tutor people. They're just like, I got my degree. Well, I mean, yeah, but GW is it's a top fifty school. It's a top fifty school. So it's like it's but but my whole thing is like, eh, I kind of downplay everything. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm a porn star. <laughs> Great content. Great content. 
trying to talk to you about real life shit, and you're like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm highly educated. I've lived abroad. I'm, I'm, <laughs> gotta get a half a bottle of wine in you before you're like, oh yeah, but by the way, I have all this other interesting shit going on, by the way. Yeah. By the way, I'm, Matt. I'm kind of interesting, I guess. Um, yeah, so it was just like an interesting experience. And then I, I think I also had Argentine women hitting on me too, which was like a weird thing because in South America, girls liking girls is not really not socially acceptable. Yeah, it's not normalized like it is here in the States. So I had I I learned Spanish pretty quickly at Argentina. I had a boyfriend at the time. And um I remember him talking about gay men and being like, I Asquerosos, which means like disgusting. They're disgusting human beings. Maracon. And yeah, and I remember thinking to myself, because I grew up in Miami, so I was like, but I saw gay Latin men. That was like my whole childhood. I mean, some of my parents' best friends are gay Latin men. I mean, who gives a fuck? Birdcage, for example. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean, you look no, at it, you're like gay Latin men generally take it to another fucking level. Yeah, they do. I think that's why I shower every day, even in quarantine. <laughs> Just because gay Latin men. Can't have... to think for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you know when I've gone to Latin America, I've gone with native Spanish speaking friends, and it's just like, yeah, you fuck around with people, like, yeah, like fuck you, Marcon. He's like, do not say that to someone, like, or even fucking around, because someone will fucking stab you, because that is such yeah. a fucking major insult, for real, like. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Puto, same thing. Hijo de mi puto, same thing. Or um, boludo. In Argentina, they say boludo, che boludo. You don't say that to a stranger. I mean, it's just not okay. I mean, insulting someone, a stranger's sexuality generally doesn't go very well, but. Yeah. I was like led to believe, don't even say it in jest if you get to know somebody. Like, they won't find it funny. Yeah. It, mm, yeah, it's just Latin Americans are just different with it. Like, they're just, it's a whole nother level. I mean, Catholicism is just on a whole nother level there. I know. Like, in Brazil, entire churches, entire towns basically have been dedicated to churches. Like, churches have built those entire towns. So it's just. You think, you've got to think that the missionaries back in the day really did a good job if they're really falling through to this point. Yeah, but also a lot of them were corrupt, too. But what, I mean, corruption in the church? Never, never. Whoa, whoa, whoa! One of the largest real estate. Me shocked, right? <laughs> One of the largest real estate owners in the world with a ton of fucking wealth that are allowing prisoners to starve is corrupt. No, I mean, let's not even get into the the kitty diddling. Oh wait, we didn't want to go serious with this, do yeah. we? <laughs> Whoops. We're supposed to be a lighthearted yeah. funny show. My bad. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the church, Boy Scouts, I mean, it's yeah. it's common. But the thing is that with, the thing is that I, you know, I, I have a bachelor's in psychology. And one of the things I can tell you is, is that that behavior is taught. It's usually not, they're not born with it. Unless they're, like, I think Dahmer was born with it. But well, the I, percentage of people that are like Dahmer are very few. But I feel like someone with Dahmer might have been born with it and then nurture... His his environment didn't help. Exactly. That's really the truth. 
there was, I remember when I was in high school, there was a, a case of a kid. It was Eric, the kid killer. He was four years old, five years old. And he killed and sodomized another kid. I mean, he was pushed to it though. You learn about his history. He had this, um, he was disfigured in some way. And so people would make fun of him and push him in lockers and do he just fucking snapped one terrible day. offer. Yeah. He just snapped. Uh, that's fucking miserable. Yeah. How do we get like all serious? For, <laughs> I don't know. But for me, like if no one ever really said anything to me, but if I did, I think like my resting bitch face sort of just, just shoot them away. Like, They're just like, no, 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 no. Just like, like, really? Do you want the smoke? I really don't think you do. Like, I can, I mean, I'm not the strongest, most powerful female. I don't take steroids. Sorry, not sorry that I said that, but. Hey, it's 2020. Superhuman strength. It's 2020. You can start taking steroids <laughs> if you want to. If I'm good. You sure? You sure? Have you tried them? No. See? But like, you don't know what you're missing out on. But I, I mean, I have muscle. Yeah, but you could have more. But I don't want to. I don't want to get that way. Hey, steroids just help with recovery. They don't necessarily help with more muscle building. Would you like shorter recovery times in your workout? Uh, why am I selling you on steroids? Why? Why have I gotten to the? the thank you, whiskey. Uh, so, thank you for so like. So, have you ever heard of glutamine? Uh no. I will say I have not. So, glutamine basically helps you. Basically, don't feel sore anymore. I'm so, in. Okay, so. Are you trying to hook me up? You got you got some? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can order it. I'm not, it's not like a you know, illicit drug. It's totally legal. <laughs> I'm out. It's it's legal. I'm out. Over oh, the counter. Fuck that shit. Fuck oh, that shit. Over the counter can't be any fucking good. <laughs> fuck that. The FDA is not like we're going to tax the fuck out of it. And it can't be good. Listen, when for so for the first month that I was with my trainer, um, I definitely took like a lot of edibles every day. I took like. 50 to 100 milligrams a day to deal with the pain but with glutamine it builds up in your system so if you've been taking glutamine every day for a month you literally don't feel sore anymore like it's amazing it's like wait a minute i just did a hundred lunges on each leg and i don't feel any soreness i mean like that hey i'm in my late 30s i exist i'm in pain <laughs> yeah like that you just i take and i and i'll just i i do a shake after i work out every day with glutamine and whey protein in it and i also have glutamine pills that i just pop like if i'm feeling soreness so just like take a gram of it and i'm good all right well <laughs> we'll see if that will uh, i'm just gonna check it out for general existence because you know if i sleep wrong i wake up in pain so yeah like, but I mean, yeah, the other thing is too, is like, yeah, opioids are better, but yeah, but those will you kill you. All these side effects. Yeah. Like decreased sex drive. Glutamine is just, yeah. Glutamine doesn't affect my sex drive, right? No. Okay, cool. Because so, opiates do, and that's no good. Really? Oh, yeah. You can't get hard? I, I don't have a penis. So remember, the issues that you confront, I don't have to face. I mean, we as males <laughs> confront. I have never been an opi opioid addict. I don't know firsthand. But the movie Train Spotting has led me to believe that you have no sex drive when you're a heroin addict. So, Oh, yeah. It's a great movie. It's one of my top ten, for sure, of all time. 
sounded sarcastic. No, it is. <laughs> it is. It like it. Well, it's that and Re- Requiem for a Dream that really. So when I get blood drawn, I it, can't look at my. I can't look at my vein being. I, I can't look at myself. Like, I have to look. I'm right there with you. I am right there with you on that shit. Because I think I was like. 12 or 13 when I saw Requiem for a Dream and when he shoots up into his fucked up arm you're like okay that's enough (laughs) see I I just have some fucking childhood drama of like you know I had cholesterol as a kid so my father wanted me to have cholesterol tests all the fucking time I have this fucking I have definitely childhood trauma nurses holding me down to get my blood drawn yeah so to this day it's just like I'm never comfortable getting my blood drawn and I just can't fucking look at it yeah but I, but the thing, but the fucked up thing is that like I'm okay. Like I was setting up lights today, and I like drew a little bit of blood. And my friend was over, we were smoking. I was like, oh, oh no yeah, big deal. Oh no, you can beat <laughs> me, bruise me, cut me. I'm fine. Like 100, yeah. percent like fine. It's just like the minute you stick a needle in my vein, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, and it's not even that. It's not even the pain because I have. I mean, honestly my pain tolerance deserves its own fucking episode because the shit that my body's endured is insane. But I, it's not because it hurts. It's because you're watching the blood come out of you. It, it's purely, it's purely psychological. It's purely psychological. Yeah. Like every time I go to get it's blood, it's not dr- rational. It's no, completely irrational. When I, every time I get like, go to get tested, I'm like, Oh God, this is gonna be fucking miserable. And then like the drawing the blood, I'm just looking away. I'm like, Oh yeah, this ain't that bad. But the disconnect is still there, like up until the point the needle is in my vein. This is like this is no, 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 this is fucking horrible. It's fucking bad. No, 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 no. Yeah. I get if you talked about butterflies, like every time I get tested, I get butterflies. <laughs> yeah, those aren't good those aren't good but butterflies. They're, ba- they're but they're bad butterflies. I know, and that sucks. Well, on the plus side of quarantine, you don't have to get tested every fourteen days. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually don't get tested every 14 days if I'm, like, if I'm not shooting for that amount of time. But, like, yeah, I just like knowing my status, especially if I'm going to see – if I'm going to fuck civilians. Oh, you should definitely know your status if you're fucking civilians. Yeah. Because they I probably mean, don't. That's what I mean. Oh, no, believe me. Of all the Some of the dirtiest people I've ever met not in the industry like just fucking filthy animals like just oh no the one time shit that is irresponsible 100 the one time i got chlamydia in life was from a civilian and i've had civilian friends be like don't you ever worry about like you know fucking around with people in the industry i'm like no i'm more of a risk to them than they are to me yeah so another so this was my boyfriend at the time when I started porn. He made up that I gave him chlamydia and had a key to my house and took my favorite rig of all time, which was Gengar, you know, the Pokemon? Yeah. Took it from my apartment and was like, you gave me chlamydia, you owe this to me. And I was like, motherfucker, I never gave you chlamydia, so you need to stop fucking your dog and you go get tested and you need to figure out who gave it to you? Because it wasn't me. Oh, he <laughs> fucked a koala, not his dog. <laughs> well, we're in the States, so koalas aren't 
Oh, it's Miami. Someone has it. someone has koalas in captivity there. Whoa. For sure. I was gonna say more monkeys than anything else. <laughs> no, I mean monkeys are. I I say that I don't say that like with any monkeys are. I've heard it from like several people. Oh yeah, they they have pet monkeys. I know a friend. Okay, you know the guy. Um, the real life Tarzan from Miami. He's like super famous on Instagram. No. My friend knows him. Like went to high school with him. Of course. He's like this guy. Yeah, of course. I'm like, of course. Of course in Miami, like this would happen. I'm like this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard. But that's how it is. That is Miami. But on that note, Jocelyn, we got to do this again sometime. We're almost For gone. Sure. We've almost gone three hours at this point. We're yeah. way over the normal format of the show. It's been a fucking blast. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. My pleasure. We're going to call last call. Where can they find you on many vids only fans? Where can they spend their hard earned money on you in quarantine? So you can afford your lifestyle that you've grown accustomed to. So my many vids is officer My only fans is OnlyFans.com forward slash Jocelyn Jane. And that's it. Oh, and my Twitter is at triple X Jocelyn and my Instagram is Jocelyn Jane six or Joss Jane 6996. Boom. Thank you for doing the show. And as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at, and now we drink on Twitter and now we drink underscore. And until next week, drink up motherfuckers. This was a blast. Hey, I hope you enjoyed it. Then it went long. We're going to do this again real soon. Hopefully when Jocelyn comes out to LA, we'll do it in person. Assuming that we all survive this shit. Yes. I promise that. (laughs)